Gandalf still down in these crypts. Uh, once again, forever and eternally, eternally. beneath Citadel Altarian. Give us your loot. In the basement of unending joy. <laughs> we had just finished fighting our way through some possessed flying helmets. Things. And then some zombies of some denomination. Uh, a few with Hell Knight regalia and weapons and one boggard who appeared to have been turned. And after a brief moment of Tyrannus, we'll just go ahead and say losing is cool. <laughs> Flipping a couple of caskets. <laughs> We had ended up going through all six of these sarcophagi up here in this northern relinquiry, hidden up in the corner of the undercrops itself. And we had found a lot of value, actually. A lot of interesting things they kept down here. Uh, a lot of, I would say, lesser potency runes embedded into various weapons that we just handed off to Resme to identify among some other things. The Hell Knights are clearly interred with some fairly valuable gear. We had just, I believe, come to the conclusion, well, some of us, there's a little bit of dissent about who was responsible for everything that had been happening here beneath Citadel Altarium. And Tyrannus, for one, is very confident Voz is the one to blame. And we can loot stuff. Because he said we could. He did. After all the fights that you've had to deal with down here in the Undercrafts here against what were once his own people and possibly the Hell Knight's own necromantic wards, whatever state they're in now, notwithstanding, that seems to be what you're dealing with. He did help you get through these. Well, he gave you permission and then just kind of sat there and was mad. Well, we spent uh, probably the better part of an hour trying to dig through these massive stone coffers. Uh, but now, laden with assorted magical weaponry and a few other things, where were we headed? It seemed we'd fully explored these crypts. It didn't, with this last chamber leading nowhere and holding the necromantic ward itself emblazoned upon the wall in glowing sigils, now darkened. Doesn't seem to be much else going on down here. Well, we should return to the, uh, the ossuary. Uh, it seemed there was quite a bit there to explore, and uh, we're no longer pressed for time since we've explored this entire area. Yes, I, I suppose we should be thorough, and then to Guardian's Way. Indeed. So you uh, bundle up all your newfound weapons. <laughs> Slaying them across, I suppose, Buddy, Dolren, and Tyrannus' back, as they seem to be the, the ones more capable of bearing the weight in this group. And... I'll carry a purse. As you, I can barely carry my own sword. As you go to leave, Tyrannus stops for a moment, contemplating the chamber here. Zaya's kind of running across the desecrated graves, and the body is now just sort of left exposed to the air. I do suppose we should at least seal them back up. Sounds about right. Okay. They are still Hell Knights, after all. All right, help me with this. Uh, certainly. And so you uh, lay the coffers back upon their plinths, where they had been, on this rack through the center of the room, on each of their assorted pedestals. Sealing them once more underneath the heavy stone slabs 
latched shut as their lids. As the last of these clicks into place, its massive mechanism of stone and metal clanking shut. Thrass pauses again. It's just resting a hand on the top of the coffer. Brushing away some of what's left of this, the dust that is still clings to its surface. I... I would like to apologize to the group of you. For a variety of things, really, but... Well... Losing my core, primarily. This has been a strange and difficult time for me, I suppose. I am not so good with emotions, but... I... I don't know what to make of all of this. Well, it's alright. I knew you had it in you, you know? I knew by the look Beautiful. of you that you were, and I walk right up to him. <laughs> oh, big glump and hug. And as he heals up, oh. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to hug it out, isn't that, you know? Huh. So really good. kind of standing there, his arm up where he held up a finger to stop you as you just walked up and hugged him. There, let it out there, let it out. You're doing a good job. I know you're new on the road and stuff, but... Man, I I hope my boys are just... Man, you remind me of them sometimes. Espus, is that how you feel all the time? Espus! (laughs) Espus, I don't mean to leave you out of this, Espus, but I don't... I just don't... Uh, uh, well, yes, uh, no, no need to, to go and steal Tyrannus' oh, thunder. I mean, I, I do appreciate Look, you, Dalrin. this is not some big moment. I am simply apologizing for my condo. I don't mean to embarrass you. I'll just I'll step back here. Oh, man. Uh, no offense taken. Um, I think you had... Quite a good reason to be emotionally pressed. I can empathize. There's never a good le- reason to risk the lives of your allies through an action. And when first we passed through here, we found the risen skeletons defending the Undercrofts. I took no action against them. And then again, I lost myself here, seeing whatever has come of these walking corpses. I'm simply expressing regrets for my actions. I have conducted myself poorly. Not up to the standard I would hold for myself, nor what the order of the nail. But I will see this through. Well, we can only go forward, not backward. That is very true. And it seems our road leads leads one direction now, no? This Guardian's Way? Of course, yes. Yes, indeed. We should uh, see what it holds, and uh, if uh, Vaz has left a track there, uh, perhaps we can find out more of her motivations. Uh, I still feel as if I am entirely in the dark, as it is pertaining whatever she wants. She has clearly gone to great lengths to try to find this ring, which clearly so did Kalmont for whatever reason, whether at her behest or on his own, but... I mean, I I suppose a ring of teleportation is valuable to anyone, really. But all this seems a bit much. Not if it can take you anywhere. And 
there are legends of rings such as this in Alcedon lore, but to tell you the truth, I, I just always thought they were fairy tales. Well, it's possible I undervalued this. My own order apparently saw fit to construct an entire citadel simply due to one's pro close proximity. Oh, possibly. Uh, as I said, most of this is conjecture, and we're a bit in the dark here. I suspect that it is. That There's no reason to be making incorrect assumptions or guesses with partial information. He finds this vase. Exactly. We find what she knows. Indeed. Disregards the doorbell. <laughs> there are no doorbells in this group. <laughs> I don't know if that picked up on the microphone, but disregard it. <laughs> uh, Esfes, I'm I'm really sorry. Four. I I owe you a hat. I think I think Severin has made off with the entire back of it. Esfes does not wear a hat. Then whose hat does the bird have? Your bird's still in hats, cause. I believe there's one person in this party who wears a hat, which is Buford, and unless he has a cowboy hat <clears throat> and is. Where did you get that? Oh, ew! It's from the crypt. Don't pick things up like that. Well, perhaps V should be rid of this place. <gasps> Come on. Uh, through the ossuary and then on the way out. I think yes. Uh, yeah, probably so spectacular idea. Find. So, the group of you move uh, back out down this single hallway into the original antechamber that the secret door had let you in. This darkened hall where still I would imagine there are the now certainly very putrid corpses of the peacocks that have just been left as well as several boggards that have been heaped up down here. For Unless the mighty dragons got them. Uh, they do not appear to have as of yet. Okay. But to be fair, there were quite a few huge piles of meats left <laughs> throughout these scripts. Three full-size, six-foot-tall, 250-pound boggards of which was left in their own room. So they don't appear to have made their way out here. Well, not out here to collect them as of yet. But they have definitely made their way out here. And, uh... As the first of you come out into the ossuary, you can see one of the scaly red snouts poking around the edge of the hallways on the other side, leading back towards where their horde and their dragon's lair is. And it's a fairly long snout this kobold has, extended and flat, and his eyes are pretty far set back on it. You get the impression, as he appears around the corner, that he is either trying to be or believes he is quite stealthy, <laughs> where around a full foot of shimmering red scales are just kind of poking out around the corner with one eyeball dancing around watching <laughs> as you come through the doorway. All right, guys, let's pretend we can't see him. That way he doesn't feel bad. Act surprised. Come on, humor him. Yeah, I guess we'll just, I'll walk past we'll and pretend I don't see him. <laughs> so you just turn the corner, back around into the main ossuary, because he's across the hall from you. He's a good 20 feet away. And uh, you come through, Buddy comes through next, I imagine, just ignoring them. Yep. We wouldn't want to break the little hearts. They're trying They're so trying hard. They're trying so hard. Tyrannus coming out, somewhat bemused. Looking over directly <laughs> at the kobold, to which you see the snout 
Back, so he clearly can no longer see you, but there's still about four inches of red, scaly snout and teeth sticking out past the wall before it slowly comes back out again. This Tyrannus is still looking and goes back. I thud Tyrannus's chest real hard. <laughs> you seem to have your mind wandering over there, Tyrannus. Tyrannus would shake his head. There's nothing, I suppose. <laughs> And follow the rest of you around the corner. And as you all slowly file around here, <laughs> making your way back down to the southern section, into the main of the chambers here, Sniggles, the green one, scampers out on all fours, like a wild lizard running for cover. Scooting out into the center of the room, his nose pointed upward like he's trying to smell something. Clearly very curious and very concerned about the group of your passing. As he looks back and forth, <laughs> it's like probably Dolmen and Buford at this point are like at the other hallway and turning. You would hear his claws clacking across the stone as he comes out. I guess he's not trying to hide anymore. This is the green Different one. one. This is the other one. Ah, I see. Zerk is still back behind the wall. Sniggles blows past him out of the room. Hi, Sniggles. He just continues looking back and forth. Where he puts his nose down and uh, slowly rises up onto his hind legs to assume a more standard standing position. Just clacks his little claws together in front of him. You... We went through the deadland. Yes, we came back. He's got you lisping. Oh, sorry. I just, I get used to it, and it just, <laughs> it's so hard not to. Hurt. You do not look like you are dead. Uh, you, think, you think something like that would kill me? I mean, <clears throat> look at me. Look at, I've got a new crown now. I don't think they would recognize Thanks. you in the full plane. <laughs> The giant. That, is, the that is true. You are now a giant knight <laughs> with a cowboy hat perched on now top of I a spherical helmet. Now I got a better helmet. crown, so I go like tink. The hat is. Hey there. And as you put that up, Sniggles shoots up with an accusing claw pointing at you. He is a skeleton now. And uh, Zerk pops out from behind cover now, very much concerned. He is a skeleton now. He came back from the Deadlands. Uh, not exactly. Uh, it's armor. It's to protect him from being, uh, stabbed. More powerful. That way he does not turn into a skeleton. Well, technically, everyone is a skeleton. Hey, no making things Don't complicated things around like here. That. And, uh, Sniggle's still standing in the center of the room, just pointing, seemingly stuck in horrified shock. Zerk trots past him up to Buford. Puts his snoot up into the opening. Of your helmet, kind of looking around, looking at you. Must be a very tall lizard right there. He climbed up your body. He's got a a pretty long face, Ah, so like he can can turn it up. He can't see into it. It's like a crocodile. But he can put his nose up into it. Reach down, boop, and he can got your conk. (laughs) And he can stretch up on his little toes, but all he can reach is your your torso, your cuirass, and your your encased body. As he kind of scrapes gently with his claws across it, tamping it in various places, sort of all over, a series of metallic tinks 
as he checks for whatever on earth it is Zerk is trying to inspect here. He turns back around, pulls himself up tall, and turns his head up. He has offended. As if he's addressing a mighty crowd, but there's nobody there but Sniggles still standing in the hall, his arms slowly falling as he kind of like loses the strength to keep holding it up. So he's sort of just pointing down kind of at Buddy's feet at this point. He has survived the deadlift. And now I have armor and a new head. His scales are pure. Yes. And uh, <laughs> he, he turns back, uh, Zerk turns back around to look, look kind of up towards you. We can't really see your face at this with this full helm anymore because there's just the bottom of it sort of largely blocking him. When we had spoken, this one, and claim to be the dragon. But you, you bear the scales. Never gonna let me forget that. Your hide, it is strong and true. Yep. And we he... did not know you were a mighty dragon as well. And you if know. you hit it in a very specific way, it makes noise. I think you'll fit right in, Buford. We, uh. Oh, thank you. I've we always. We do not have a lot of room in our lair. And reminder, their lair is like 40 by 30 feet. It's huge and just full of a pile of crap in the middle. It's it's quite large and they are quite small. Quite small. We didn't have a lot of room, but... Uh, hold on. He kind of looks back and forth. He looks over to the left towards where the armory is and the gel and the possessed doll have been. Uh, we do not really go over there. Except that one time when he found us. Over there. <laughs> That could be your kingdom. <laughs> I've got mighty calling, you know. I've got things I need to do. These fine people need my help. And uh, Sniggles just stands up and raises that up again. He has a mighty calling! Mighty calling. He is a true dragon. They do mighty calling things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it is told. It is known. And, uh... Zerk just waves his hand a whole bunch, clearly irritated that Snuggles interrupting. We know what it's known! That's why it is known! Everyone knows that it is known! You don't have to say that! Dragon. That can be your domain. But he, he freezes, his eyes going a little bit wider, looking almost past you as realization strikes him. That already is his domain. That is how he found us there. Yeah, well, you keep this, so you keep an eye on my domain while I'm out doing... We must pay him penance. Sniggles! That's the penance. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> just, just a slight shift. Yeah. Yeah. I, I slide him some copper. <laughs> like, I try to, like, slide with the thievery. Okay, if you, make me a thievery check. Yeah, if you can, uh, if you beat, sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah. If you beat the the perception check, uh, the pe- perception DC of these two kobolds, <laughs> they won't notice. Uh, that's gonna be a seventeen. Seventeen will be the perception DC of the two kobolds. <laughs> so, uh, you just very gently. I mean, he doesn't really have any pockets or anything. He's kind of wrapped up in like a leather and cloth wrapping with a one palm. No, I put it right into his hand. Well, you just put it in his hand. <laughs> Without he him just noticing. doesn't notice. And he Douglas puts his hand up. I don't I don't want to go all the way back to the lair. This, this journey is so far. I, don't, I always get the penance. You get the penance. What's that? And then 
I don't know. Some weird metal circle. And he, he tosses the, the <laughs> copper piece down to the hallway. I don't know how that got in my hands. And so he slips in him again. Snaggles. This is important. We are in the presence of the true dragon who is responsible for reclaiming our lands from the Thunderclaws. Now, I've got an important mission for you, too. And they both turn around and snap immediately, staring Straight at you wide-eyed. Straight from my mouth. This is the word of law around here. I'm going to need you guys. And as you say this, Zerg takes a step back and Sniggles takes a step forward. So they're just kind of shoulder to shoulder. I'm watching. Gonna, I'm going to need you guys to protect this domain down here. Make sure nothing weird happens. Is it supposed to be all of the domain? Because only only the, the part over back there is our domain. You can keep an eye on my domain, too. But we can go in our domain and your domain, but we can't go in the Deadlands. Yeah. That's right. We'll pay you in meats. There are... They don't need payment. This is their calling, ma'am. And, uh, Zerk puts both of his claws up. A great windfall has come to our people. <laughs> the lands are strewn with meats. <laughs> they are as far as eyes can perceive in most chambers as long as you do not look very far. Yeah. Now you just keep watching around here while I'm out doing my business and make sure everything goes smoothly. And they both just nod very fervently, which is pretty hilarious seeing as they basically have scaly duck bills just flapping up and down. Their faces are largely this way. They're like little crocodiles. So there's a lot of flapping. Like you can actually feel the air hitting you. <laughs> As they wave their dumb little heads very fervently. Dalrin's investigative journal. Kobolds do not care for physics as they flap their heads as fast as they can to fly. <laughs> Tie them together. Back, back to back. back. <laughs> flap their heads. Gone. True dragon. That's how they work. That's how dragons are born. <clears throat> Every time a pair of kobolds gets married, you form a true dragon. So, they say nothing. However, they just nod. Good. You guys seem like a good sort. Strong. Mm -hmm. Capable. Look to each other. Sure you'll do me proud. At this point, Tyrannus is somewhere in the back. <laughs> and his hand, fully drawn over his face. His other hand is up on the half of his halberd. I'll be seriously doing this again. Well, we're, we're done now. We're going. I think we're done, right? They seem... They yeah, seem yeah, these, so, guys, so, these guys they have seem sorted. Back. The two little kobolds no longer respond. Still seemingly awestruck. I do like a very simple kind of like... Uh, let's see here. I would go like... <laughs> as our new salute. Would be the new salute for these guys. Because so, Mighty Claws. Two little fingers. Pounding. Fist pounding. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Let's do this to them. They both just sit and watch in awe. Neither of them seeming to put together what exactly it is you're trying to do or if they should replicate it. Just still. <laughs> I tip my hat. Well, let's be on our way for our calling, friends. Oh, thank God, Marius. Have a baby done of this, please. <laughs> yep, we're all good to go. This is my favorite part. 
All right, will immediately turn. I just head through the door towards the ossuary. You guys never let me have any fun. His heavy footfalls receding. The last time we let you have fun, you nearly burned a room. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fun. Rebuilt a tavern. That's fun, too. <laughs> There's lots of different things that are fun. Indeed. As the rest of you follow along. So you cross back over through the central chamber <clears throat> to the southern ossuary. With uh, Rur once again, or uh, rather, Besme detecting, detecting magic. I guess you both you both have detect magic? Nope. But you just have Radara. Right, 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 right. You have detect magic, you have Radara. I remember. Big brain, two Pathfinder groups. So uh, you come back into the room and again catch some kind of resonance here. There is clearly something throughout the ossuary. I think perhaps since uh, we've dealt with all the threats in this area, we could uh, spread our efforts out and we could all take a chance and try to find what we can find. Okay. Um, Rur, maybe over here? Well, I reckon we're just going to take our time checking yep. so you bit would, by bit. You would start it by che- uh, checking the helmets that had risen up uh, freely floating to attack you when you'd passed there originally, assuming that seemed the most likely candidate to be magical and... I didn't we seem checked to be. them last time. We yeah, them last time. Time. they didn't yeah. seem to be in any way. That's what I'm saying. You had, you had done that. Yeah. This does still leave the rest of a nearly 100-foot-long chamber with racks of bodies interred four or five high against the walls with all kinds of trinkets and bangles and little odds and ends left with them. Uh, after the, in the aftermath of the battle earlier, this place is now just utterly still and merely silent with nothing but the sound of largely your own armor shuffling against itself as you poke around each of you you know that kind of library sort of feel where it's really quiet and it just feels wrong to make any kind of a loud noise so you're all just very gently looking through things and and realistically only roar can really check if items are magical. The rest of you are just sort of poking through, trying to find anything that looks like it may be worthy of note to possibly bring to him to inspect. But you've only really got one mm-hmm. person. So we can just like lay it out on the central table. I just, just put everything just go down the I, over there. I can just see Buddy just going, this leather shoe, <laughs> 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 this bit of metal, <laughs> this thing. This is a weird looking little trinket. Yeah, this is probably magical. <laughs> A veritable bounty of bric-a-brac. <laughs> and it would take you some time to really work your way through. Uh, fairly early on, one of you, D6 says, Resme, bearer of the Detect Magic, uh, looking around with some kind of idea of what sort of things to look for, would find a thin wooden rod about six inches long with a very simple molded handle attached onto the bottom bring it up to rur and it would exude a faint purple aura of necromancy clearly a wand of some sort resme could then attempt to identify that quickly while everyone continued searching as the tech magic would tell you there was still more to have an actual wand i wonder what it does it's a stick of necromancy. That's what it does. Well, kind of ironic to find it down here, <laughs> given the necromantic <laughs> words and everything. But you know, such is life. It wasn't being used. It was safe. Yeah, it was uh, just hanging out. Eighteen. Uh, with an eighteen, you would be able to identify this. Wands in second edition, quick uh, takeaway, are a little bit different 
than they were in they were a lot of bit different than they were in first edition. Uh, they're no longer consumables at all. Uh, they recharge daily and effectively are kind of just a bonus spell slot that anybody with any kind of spellcasting ability can use. And what you have here is a wand that is loaded with the heal spell. It's a first level heal spell, but that is just one extra heal spell you could cast every day. You can attempt to overcharge the wand once it has been spent daily. You can do this with any wand. This is just wand mechanics in general. To force the spell out a second time, but there's about a 50-50 chance the wand will be destroyed utterly in the process. Not a thing we want to do. Uh, definitely and not. A, the other side of that is the wand is still broken and has to be repaired. So it's it's guaranteed going to break. <laughs> it maybe explodes into irreparable shards. Uh, well, this will prove very useful. A wand of healing. Hmm. Oh, yes. So while uh, that turns up relatively quickly, being a seemingly obvious candidate to be perhaps magical, otherwise you're left with a whole assortment of strange things to bring back. Uh, there's what appears to be a small petrified paw in a jar. There is a strange metal trinket shaped like two interlocking squares slightly offset to each other that loop around in a almost difficult to perceive way. Uh, there are all kinds of various small holy symbols, metal trinkets, and uh, ancient simple uh, symbolic replica weapons. But it's all largely valueless and none of it rings to as magical as of yet. You are slowly starting to amass a pile of things that have some value. A lot of the bodies here do have uh, bracelets, earrings, bangles, assorted bits of simple jewelry. None of it is registered as magical quite yet, but were you to take it up with you, it would at least be worth something. Mm -hmm. But it is not until uh, probably a half hour of searching through here that you turn up two more items. And with both of these, since the tech magic fortunately lets you exclude items that you already know about, uh, you would be able to say for certain that there is nothing else in here resonating. There is a small... It literally... Is a D12 shaped little piece of orange amber. Hmm. And this resonates quite faintly with an orange R of transmutation. No wonder they buried it. No one uses D12s. <laughs> and then, uh. Are there even D12 weapons in second edition? Couple. There's no one bunch, ever uses There's them. a bunch of spells that use D12s. That's, That's true. true. A lot of spells do a lot of D12 y things. And then there is one other thing also with the faint aura of orange transmutation, a brass pin, like a little, uh, a small lapel pin, hmm. uh, but with an odd kind of anchor, uh, no needle meant to be punched through cloth, uh, a strange uh, multi-part clasp that detaches entirely. But it is a uh, colorless, just that bra just brass brown sigil of a monkey attached to the branch of a tree. Buddy, this is just pocket lint. Why did you put this over here? That smell funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. I suppose... This came out of your pocket. <laughs> it smelled funny. 
weird smelling pylon. I normally don't have weird smelling pylon. I would be surprised. Not Baza Beaufort. He has been exposed to far too much magic in the past few days. And mm-hmm. Could be anything. Well, these are very pretty. I wonder what they do. It's armor oil. So let me, uh, I got it. These are secrets because I can misidentify. Yep. I did freak out on the first one. Sorry. So for the D12, what is your, I assume it is uh, Plus eight. Arcana modifier that yep. we're using? Uh, the small D12, you will actually not, not quite critically succeed. Actually, that's no, exactly critically succeed. Yeah, it is exactly the one critically succeed, which means you 100% know that you have succeeded and know the exact details of the thing. Uh, this is a talisman, one of many. Uh, this armor talisman has to be attached. Because I don't know if we've had armor talismans yet. There are nope. weapon and armor talismans. Uh, I've got one. I'm still wearing it. Actually. They right. one, I was they're one say, uses, I, right? I felt like one had come up at some point. There are, yeah, all talismans are one use item. Uh, one use items. They're consumable. So the marshal's equivalent of scrolls. Uh, but this one does require you to be an expert in acrobatics to use. Hmm. Hmm. This is a feather step stone. And hmm. when you activate it, when you envision the power that's attuned to your armor and consume the energy in this little D12, uh, you will be able to ignore any difficult terrain or even greater difficult terrain through the end of your turn. So after she says that, it's also money. Yes, it's mostly money. It is also money. Mm-hmm. This would uh, sell for a nice about four gold pieces. This appears to be enchanted with pure gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This it's just says sell me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a price tag on this? <laughs> It's like that old uh, Bard's Tale video game. All loot immediately just converts into cash as soon as you find it. <laughs> Everyone knows D12s aren't worth anything. Actually, I would like that a lot. Oh, that's well, true. With the jumping and the sliding into grease puddles, it could be very useful. Just once. Oh, no. Yes, just once. Okay. It, Back, D20. Did you downside, yes. The downside of actual play, I can drop my dice. You can't drop my dice under roll 20. It could also allow the person with the longest range weapon here to get into a better position should we be in a more open area. That's true. Just true. once. You only need one. It's not been my experience, but okay. The second item, the strange brass monkey clasp, you are unable to identify. You can tell that through the clasp it's on, it does also appear to be an armor talisman. But you you can't draw out exactly what it does. My turn. Oh yeah, you can you can try. Your turn takes ten minutes. So I, looks I mean, at, I, so I, do I fa- do I fail and just can't do it again? Uh, yeah, I believe, and I'm gonna double check this again because I, I think I said criti- this wrong. Because if it's critical fail, I know I can't. But I thought if I just fail, I can just keep trying. Uh, I believe, that was what I said originally. I think I was wrong on that. But this one I am actually going to double check. It is a day before you can try again. Oh, okay. Because I know I looked this up again later. Because I was like, well, that's crazy. You can keep doing it. So I called that wrong. Okay, uh, fair you, enough. You could theoretically try again tomorrow. But you can't try again immediately. Fair you can't hand it off to Rur. Sure. Who would take 10 minutes to try to identify. And what uh, check? What kind of a check would you be using? Plus nine religion. Plus nine religion. So you draw out a bit of this magic. This will take a bit longer as, as everyone else spends this 10 minutes still kind of pouring through here and trying to locate anything else that may appear to register as magical. Nothing else really seems to. This armor talisman is largely, it does what it, you, it says on the box. 
It's a pin of a monkey clinging to a branch, and uh, activating this will allow you to climb like you were largely a monkey yourself. Uh, it would activate as the same action that you were trying to make a climb check and would make you climb much faster than most normal people are in any way capable of doing. Huh. Oh, I'm going to take that and throw that right on over to Buddy. More money. Okay, I ain't going to say no to climb. This one requires, it only requires you to be trained in athletics. I assume... I am very trained in athletics. Prerequisites are something you would be able to suss out as well. Oh, okay. we can choose to sell this one, or we can choose to have Buddy climb something really fast in the potential mountainy future we have. <laughs> I ain't gonna say no. So for now, I recommend Buddy keeps it, but if we don't end up using it, perfectly fine to sell it. Is the monkey pin a talisman? It is it's an talisman. armor talisman, yes. Those are the, both the items are armor talismans. There's one wand and two armor talismans. Of course, I, I have the wand. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you get the wand of heal. I, mean, I, no, I, I didn't even write the wand I don't now. feel like there were questions <laughs> on that one. I feel and like the wand of heal is clearly going to the cleric. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll gather up the stuff that's just mundanely worth stuff. So if you, with the pile you end up amassing after about 30 minutes of search, you've probably got a decent pile of simple jewelry and like mundane objects that are carved out of a somewhat valuable stone or trinkets of some craftsmanship you that did, you could sell for probably around 12 gold. You did mention holy symbols. Well, they would large, pretty all much, be literally Asmodeus. all be Asmodian. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's 100% Asmodian. There would be zero other holy symbols here. It's kind of what I figured. I was just clear. No, there sure. are no holy symbols of Serenity I didn't in this Hellmite to tomb. It's like, how did this get here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have so I many tripped. questions. <laughs> <laughs> Darn you, Fly on Harrion! <laughs> <laughs> random loot tables! Oh, uh, I... I mean, I guess that's it. I guess we can leave now. Um, we might as well head back to town, offload, and head up to, uh... What is it called again? The Guardian Pass. Oh, Guardian's Way. That's right. Uh, first thing tomorrow. Well, it is. That's true. We do have Marry Me that we have to attend. Indeed. Lauren's <laughs> very adamant about going to Marry Me. Very important. Super important. And we business. have to. And we have to offload this stuff. I don't want to just be carrying it around with me for the duration. You do uh, as you leave the crypts here. As you would head back out through the secret door. Or I guess through the path. You're not using yeah, the secret yeah. door anymore. You're making the easy way back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret yeah, doors. You got, you've got your suckers. path back to the pigs here now. And uh, as you arrive back in the pig's ear, it would only be, it'd still be before noon, because you traveled there pretty much immediately in the morning, uh, had cleared your way through what was there fairly quickly, and then only spent half hour, an hour identifying and finding all of these things and messing with the various sarcophagi and the, rel uh, the reliquary. So it's not even noon yet, it's just a little before. You still have plenty of time in the day. But you could just as easily take all these things back, stash your various goods in your homes, and, well, Merry Mead. It is, in fact, Merry Mead. It is? That is a thing that is certainly happening. Well, I am interested in getting that tapestry for you sometime, Tyranus. I know you were real interested in that, and it would be a waste for it to go. That's true. We could actually pick it up before we head back. Yeah. 
the paint. It was a mural, wasn't it? Mural it was, was, it was a painting. It, it was, was actually a painting. painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an actual frame painting. And he kind of shakes his head a bit. With everything that happened, I admittedly had really forgotten all about that. I, I must do better. Yes, I fear this may take some effort to move. It's quite large. Now, if we take it out of the frame, we could roll it up, take it with you. I'd recommend keeping a notebook, by the way. It helps me keep track of things. Mm. But it'd be a real waste if that thing went and uh, started deteriorating. You know, it held up pretty good over time. No, this is this is very much true. I cannot simply leave that there. That's a part of my, ham- my family history and nothing else. Very well. Help me roll this up, then. Of course. And uh, before leaving, you would carefully yeah. take that down. Like, disassemble the frame it's on. Yeah. And uh, just that way we can roll it up and carry yeah, it You don't us. need the frame. I mean, you can get a frame yeah. anywhere. You just need the painting itself. Yep. Yep. And let me do a double check real quick. Because it is a little bit damaged. No, it does not. I was double checking while we're... Rules is written largely our way through second edition and our first adventure, whether they wanted any kind of a crafting check to get that out. But it's just very lightly water damaged around the edges. There's nothing severe enough to make it difficult uh, right. to pack and become portable. And rather than putting putting this in a bag or anything, I mean, Tyrannus only has his little hip pouch. I have a scroll case that I can use to wrap it up and just kind of carry it. Well, scroll cases like, for like, yeah, like a piece of, those are pieces of parchment, like a no, but you can just Those use like, like a little. Bigs, yeah. so. But you can just use like a little leather wrap that has like a, a thing on it to hold it together, and then just put it on your back. Like a cord. Yeah, like a cord or just something, anything that cinches, really. Well, Tyrannus will actually uh, he, he takes his gauntlets off before any of this process begins, uh, stowing them on his belt, and will actually elect to just carry this the entire way back by hand. Uh, making sure that he can navigate it through the tunnel leading all the way back out to the pig's ear without any further damage coming to the painting, making sure to keep it as intact as possible. Thank you, again, for what feels like the hundredth times this past week. (laughs) 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 I hate pleasantries! Of course. I mean, uh, yes, and any time. I mean, you're looking at me. <laughs> I, well, that is pretty normal for someone who's talking. What are our plans, sir? I, we'd stash our things. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so retire back to town, uh, cash in uh, these the things. Point, the quarters be like, yes. be like in the pig's ear before you all yeah. split up. Yeah, we should, we should trade these in for the quarters and bits, uh, and uh, that way we are not carrying around all of this extra bric-a-brac. And uh, then we should probably meet up down at uh, at the pub. After all, it's uh, the day wears on, and festivities are very important. Yay. Doran, given what we have found, I... I cannot see drinking the night away being the action I take you. Well, I gotta be repairing my shield, and we've got some stuff to do around town. We've got some selling to do, so I mean, if we meet up tomorrow, I mean, it'd be the same as one. Th- one uh... He just kind of gestures to a window. It, it is not even noon as of yet. There's... It wouldn't be wise to go exploring in the mountains without the proper spells prepared either. 
Likewise, uh, by the time we actually reached that place, it would almost be evening. We wouldn't be able to do much. We'd have to wait till tomorrow anyway. This is fair enough, I suppose. I've been wanting to challenge you to a game of checkers. I think if we are waiting for this journey until tomorrow, we'll simply retire for the evening. Enjoy your merry maid, whatever this is. I will find you tomorrow. And we will find this for us. Down like lion. North gate again? North gate. Excellent. I'm never going to get him alone. And uh, with a nod. Or tipsy. With a nod and a brief kind of gesture towards you with this rolled up painting he has. He navigates it through the doorway, back out in Breach Hill, and heads back out into the town. Never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> so as you stand here, again, the much cleaner, renovated, common area of the Pig's Ear Tavern, kind of, I guess, basking in your grand success you've had, Dolphin still behind the bar doing his business, it's fairly early, you head back to your various homes to store things. You mentioned wanting to swing by quarters and bits. Uh, yeah, Just to sell the stuff we have. Cash in the junk. Yeah, that is a thing you can you can fairly easily do. Uh, no particularly dif- no particular difficulty with that. That's just... Reloading ammo yeah. and things like that. And the scrolls. I, uh, reloading ammo is not even a thing you honestly need to share with me and Bricho. Like I, I just kind of assume whenever you guys are having a little bit in town that if you swing by quarters and bits... Uh, you can just drop, what is it, like two silver pieces for two quivers of arrows or whatever you get. Yeah, I, I, I figure you can probably handle that one perfectly okay. fine. And, and we, you have nothing terribly out of the ordinary to try to sell here. You have yeah. a lot of... We have a lot of salvage. You have a lot of salvage, but it is all useful salvage. You mm-hmm. don't have anything strange like those little obsidian knickknacks from before. Largely everything you have now is either jewelry, things with intrinsic value, or like weapons and armor. Yeah, mm-hmm. like stuff um, you can break down and use. I don't think you have anything weird, unless I'm, no, I'm wrong. It would be uh, difficult to pawn. We do have a fair number of scrolls, actually, unless Resme is really itching to cast no. Touch of Idiocy I'm, on I'm, someone. I'm not. We can sell all the scrolls. You're dumb. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to win an argument really badly. I can do that just manually. It's fine. So the scrolls... Just punch them. May take a small amount more effort. Those you couldn't uh, sell at quarters and bits. All the weapons, armor, jewelry, and everything... You could certainly offload to Crink. That's that's no problem. But the rest of it, just the scrolls specifically, really, you'd have to find another buyer for. What about Wizard's now, Grace? Yeah, you all know about Wizard's Grace. Uh, you were, have all been here long enough to know about that a tavern that, well, Tyrannus is staying in. Uh, the much higher grade in than the pigs here. Uh, the proprietor, I'm a bit of uh, dabbles bit of dabbling in the magic herself <laughs> and really as far as scrolls or even anything beyond like the, the simplest of potions and elixirs is generally found in her place uh, Wizard's Grace is a fairly impressive tavern really compared to everything else they have here in Breachill and after all the work you've put into the pig's ear what with all the prestidigitation and, and stuff You've now seen the difference access to magic makes in running a clean tavern in a kind of nowhere town off the beaten trail with basically no real trader interactions. And just access to simple cantrips kind of makes that significantly easier. Very handy to be able to simply chant the dirt off of your rafters. Clean, clean, clean. Bibbity, bobbity, boom. 
So, a large amount of the afternoon is spent dealing with these clerical things, and I assume Buddy's stopping back by the farm whenever he gets any kind of an opportunity to. Uh, uh, yeah. And I'm gonna fix my shield. You gotta fix your shield. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, you have literally the whole afternoon, so if you want to roll craft <laughs> checks, feel free, but you would have to... You know, like, how much health did your shield have? Uh, it had 21 out of 30. You'd have to critically fail, like, six consecutive times before you got <laughs> any successes to manage to screw up so bad that you just destroy your crappy shield that cost you, what, one gold to replace anyway, so... I'll just assume, given the remainder of the afternoon and some time actually at home, not trying to work on this with a field repair kit, that you can easily get your shield back in tip-top shape. So cool. we sell for half, right? Sell for half, yes. All right, so Acid Arrow, False Life, Touch of AC, we had it 12 gold before. Obscuring Mist, we had it 4. So if we just... Do we want? Do we need to do anything to cash those in, or can we just say it happens over the course of the afternoon? Yeah, but if you spend the afternoon selling a stop by Wizard's Grace, yeah. you'd be able to offload the scrolls as okay, well. Okay, perfect. So that's a total of twenty for the for the scrolls, uh, and then it was the bric-a-brac was worth twelve. Was that twelve before selling or after selling? That was sells for twelve. Sells for twelve. Brilliant. So that's up to that, and then we have three plus one halberds, one plus one morning scar, one plus one greatsword, one plus one war flail. I don't think any of us use any of those things that we don't already have. I have no interest oh, yeah. in any of them. I, mean, I was just looking at picking up Worship of Gorum, actually. <laughs> Here, are... Here's your halberd, little halfling. <laughs> no, my greatsword. Yeah, there you go. There are the lesser potency rares <laughs> that are embedded within them that in second edition are now fairly easy to take out, but I believe everyone who cares literally at all about their weapon already has lesser potency in their weapons. Yeah. With so. the exception of the whip. So... A lesser oh, potency rune in the whip does apply to like trip and disarm attempts you mm -hmm. make with the whip. Oh, really? Does yes. it now? Right, maybe so, uh, oh, hang on, let me go ahead and put a little plus one next to my athletics. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. If if the weapon has the trait, so if you have a weapon with the shove trait, okay, then whatever cool. item bonus the weapon has from its runes applies to shoves if you're shoving with the weapon. Hmm. So oh, if perfect. you're tripping I guess with I'd the try whip, and get one of those, yeah. and you put a lesser potency rune in there, then you would get that plus one to tripping actions to the whip. Um, that would take a day of downtime to move over. Okay. I can do that for you if you like. So you have to do that like the next day. That's like a, oh, yeah, a day of true. downtime is a, a day of downtime. So Probably we, what it is we just save one of the we weapons. We just save one of the weapons. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So you'll keep a randomly selected weapon on hand. It's completely irrelevant which one. Yeah. And then... The one that's one bulk and not two. Fair enough. The one that is a one-handed weapon and not a giant halberd or a greatsword. Mm. And all of the rest of them you would also be able to easily sell off to Crank at Quarters and Bits, who would admittedly be incredibly happy to get a supply of magical weapons coming in that he can sell, because he he does he just has what Clackett the Goblin makes, really, which is just mundane weapons, which while useful, everyone's got use for light and slasher potency runes. And there are not there are at least a couple of people in Beachy who've got the money for him as well. He would be more than happy. To pay you half market for these. Excellent. Cool. Could you remind me what half market is for these? I believe a potency rune is 35 gold. All right, so perfect. if you want to just go ahead and just round all of the weapons together, and we'll say that you get like 19 gold per. Sure. Because that's 17 and a half, and then like a gold and a half for the weapon on average, because they're mostly two bulk to any weapons. Right. So let's just say you get 19 gold apiece. That works for me. They always average them out and not bother looking at the prices of all the individual weapons. Okay. Perfectly fine. So we have... So you have, what, five from selling. Yeah, so like 95, 95 gold. 95, perfect. 
Hey, about that healing kit. Hey. <laughs> you don't need a healing kit. No, seriously, it's the biggest waste of money in the entire game. What? I don't know what your problem is. Just get over it. Heal yourself. <laughs> Use magic, idiot. Use magic, idiot. <laughs> Forehead. What the heck is the point of worshipping a god of healing if you're just going to do it the hard way? Because you run out of magic eventually. Por que no los dos? Maybe. What he said. I don't know what kind of elvish speak that was, but so... what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Canon. Elvish <laughs> <or> Spanish. <laughs> yes. So, uh, later that evening, <laughs> after you have uh, kind of split up, dealt with all the finances of your crypt plundering adventures you've had over the last week or so, and the decent amount of money that you've now come into. I mean, realistically, this is this is a this lot is a of fortune. money. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this ninety-five gold alone from the weapons that you've offloaded is a small fortune. <gasps> I and can send for my horse. You could send for your horse, and like, especially for Buford. I don't think I would have been there for all the money gathering and whatnot, but I'm pretty sure if I had been there, my mind would be blown. Yeah, because you, for the vast majority of your life, your farm when you're working at, let's say, just just purely by the earned income. Takes like 20 silver a year, maybe. Yeah, just, just <laughs> purely for the, the earned income downtime activity, completely disregarding any of the expenses of actually running the farm. You had, you, you have lore farming, right? Yeah. You had like a 50-50 chance to make three copper a day in general profits. So you make, what, 90 coppers, nine silver pieces a month? Dang. Almost the gold. This is this is like a decade's worth of income. Best case scenario for you. That you and your new friends have just come upon in a matter of days. Like, that's that's the, the frame of reference here. 95 gold alone is an incredible amount of money. How much money do you guys have in the communal stash? The communal the stash has 165. That doesn't count what we have on our sheets for our personal cash. I've got four gold on mine. I've got so that's, also, that's what I'm just saying. 165 gold yeah. is a phenomenal amount of money. That would, like, if any one of you had that, you would be among the richest people in Rachel. Like, you're the 1% now. <laughs> you're up there with, like, Baldus Burton and Twiddleton because he owns the only real shop in Breach Hill. Does pretty well for himself. Counselors, Twiddleton. Probably the only two that are up with that kind of money they've ever really seen. And Twiddleton, most of it's invested in, like, capital, running a business and everything. He just bought some more capital. He just bought some more <laughs> capital for most of that money. <laughs> so, so clearly he has an, about, an amount to work with. But... As the day passes on, as it comes closer to evening, I know if nothing else, Dalren, at the very least, was very much interested in Merrymead. And Merrymead would be a very major holiday here. It would probably be one of the biggest holidays of the year in Breachill. Not only because Caden Kalian is the primary deity of worship, uh, throughout all of Breach Hill, and Cadence Keg is a very large and very well-run tavern that a lot of Breach Hill likes for reasons that have nothing to do with Caden Kalian. Uh, Mary Mead is a 
massive tradition from Druma. And Breachill itself, though it has very little trade or exposure to the outside world, is like 50 miles from the Druman border at, at worst. And it's in Isker, you know, bordering Druma. This whole region up here, you can kind of see it there. I don't know how much you can see in the camera. I mean, I don't have a world map to pop up on the screen. But in the ca I have a breach hole map to pop up on the screen. That doesn't help us at this particular moment. Oh, yeah, I can't reach out. All of Druma and Isker and Andoran and Galt even, this whole area, even all the way down to Taldor and all the way as far west as like Cheliox and even out of the coast like Ravenel. Now you're just making up names. Merry Mead is a massive holiday. It really is like Galarian Christmas, mm. largely. It's Galarian drunk Christmas. I can't believe Tyrannus isn't going to participate. Can, can, can I come? I've, I've never gotten to do this before. Where we come from, we don't celebrate it. Oh, you poor thing. This is quite a big local event. Buddy. This, this is my first time. You know, Isis, you know what time of year it is. I know. Can you help me, please? Otherwise, what? otherwise, Grandma's gonna be very upset. I want to see Grandma. Not no. Why not? <laughs> no. We have things to do. But, but, but <laughs> and but. I just like motion Buddy over. So um, one place at with, a time. With with GM permission, uh, Esther's grandmother, being a druid, likes okay. to make berry mead. So to participate in merry mead. Okay. She makes chilled berry mead. So every year for for uh, for uh, for this holiday, she makes exactly one cask full to share with family and friends. So is including bringing Buddy over to help roll this big barrel to just get into position to share with friends and family. Berry mead, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's that's definitely something that you could do. So you would want to bring Buford over to your house. Mm -hmm. For Grandma's berry mead. Yes. Whereas Dalrin, and then probably I imagine Resme. Uh, Dalrin definitely wants to go to Caden's Keg. Oh yeah. And Resme, it sounds like wants to go to Caden's Keg to experience for sure. uh, merry mead as well. Rur, what would you be on? I, mean, I don't know if. I would be going with them, to make sure that I can look after the drunk idiots who spout from this particular holiday, make sure no one hurts themselves. Now it is. This is hilarious. This will never not be funny to me. For as long as Pathfinder exists as an IP, this will never not be funny to me. That's not a massive concern. Uh, you, on the one hand, would probably have heard of the Mead Riots, uh, which are a fairly, unfortunately, commonplace occurrence in towns that do not have quite enough alcohol to match how much the population wants to drink on a given Merry Mead. Mead riots are a fairly common problem in much larger cities, especially in Druma itself, or in Eladir, the Isgari capital. But Breachill is neither big enough nor really that into it for it to be a problem. Uh, besides, all of you guys know that, I mean, you literally have one person, it's just Farmer Kepcap. That's pretty much responsible for all of the alcohol and retail. So what are they going to go do? Riot on his farm? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't have trade. You have to do everything yourself. Uh, but that said, is it Cadenites? Will worship Caden Killian? Yes. Cadenites. It is a literal anathema of Caden Kalian. If you are a cleric of Caden Kalian, which Bryn Tate, the proprietor of Caden's Keg, is, if you are a cleric of Caden Kalian, 
He will take your magic away if you're a mean drunk. If you're a mean drunk. Yes. That is his primary anathema. Is if you are not friendly and sociable when you're drunk, you get none of this magic. You're not a cleric anymore. Wow. wow. I'm not concerned about the I'm happy drunks. So Must be fun. a good drinking buddy. It is. She's so cute. Hilarious to me, as a the human GM running the game, that his it's his first anathema. <laughs> Below that, he has like free slaves or whatever. But the first <laughs> one, the first one is you have to be a friendly drunk. <laughs> I'm more concerned about the people who will literally drink too much and end up sick or worse. So you're not worried about people like hurting. You're not worried about bar fights yeah. or mead riots. You're worried about people drinking themselves into an actual stupor. Well, the good news is, as the three of you arrive at Cadence Keg, uh, which is an equally interesting building, uh, the main entry chamber of the building itself is built largely of wood, almost to resemble a massive oversized keg. <laughs> it's a rounded front building that's painted up and plastered on the outside, uh, covering the, the actual wooden boards, which obviously aren't comically oversized and exclusively <laughs> vertical, to look like freestanding things. And around the bottom of where the windows, so uh, the bottom and the top of where the windows are placed around this are two painted metal bands. It literally looks like a giant keg. <laughs> nice. uh, this is just the front, of course. The, the back end of it is a much more standard building. And it's fairly large as well, because it is not just a tavern. Uh, the main central area of this just being that huge open circular room full of an assortment of tables and chairs around their two different fireplaces on opposite sides. But the back side is a chapel. This is a tavern of, uh, this is a, an actual church of Caden Kalian. Uh, it's not exactly traditional. Uh, you're not looking at two rows of pews going down an aisle up to an altar with some candles and tapestries. Are we looking it's, at two rows of troughs with <laughs> ale pouring through them? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I did want to clarify for it's. It's not at Esphus's house. Like, they're actually going to take the barrel to... Oh, you're taking this to Caden's keg. keg. Yeah, it's oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a little family there. gathering thing you were doing. No, no, no. Like, house. that's that's like that's the that's the tribute. Okay. All right. I, that's, that's super awesome. I like it. But uh, but the, the chapel itself is a much simpler uh, carpeted little meeting area. Uh, the carpet, regardless of Bryn's minor magical abilities as she is a cleric. You, you know she as well has magic. She's demonstrated many times. She's stepped in to serve as a healer on many occasions Troughs when full of hunters full of and people come back. Regardless of her magical ability, still stained all the way across from actual decades of just various spills. But there's no formal altar. There's no formal pews. There are some seats around the outside uh, for, like, elderly, where parents want to seat their children so they want to just run around like maniacs, people that want to sit down. But the gatherings, the religious gatherings that are held here are largely just communal. Uh, Miss Tate just simply stands in the center and orates to the crowd around her. It's it's a kid church of Kate and Kaylin. Mm -hmm. They ain't fancy. But as you arrive here, the entire outside of the building would be done up with a variety of brightly 
multicolored streamers wrapped around the exterior of the building itself, hanging down from the windows, and uh, several signs posted out front. Uh, not so much with various words and advertisements, uh, but with nailed up uh, more of these drawings, like what you would have received at your home and what <clears throat> more, of you, more of you would have found. Like, Buford, there would have been one of those as well at years that your wife would have just kind of probably, I don't know if she's, you, you marry me people. Uh, she might be. Um, uh, she's probably Amade, actually. Yeah, probably that, that's, what that's got entirely me up to you. I'm like, is this you? Yeah. Uh, but she's not against it. She'd probably be out celebrating, too. Fair enough. Um, and it is... I guess I'll be wearing my fine set of clothing. Very fancy. Nobody <laughs> else is. Well, Maybe. not nobody else is. Some, yeah. people, some people take it relatively seriously. Uh, Miss Tafe, the proprietor, actually does have a surprisingly nice uh, black dress on as she serves this evening. Uh, her red hair kind of drawn all the way back into a sort of messy but just large wadded bun as it usually hangs down nearly to her waist. With some surprising and strange amount of formality brought here to what seems to be 94% of Breachill attempting to cram into a single building. <laughs> Getting into Cadence Keg is nearly impossible. But that doesn't really stop anybody. The streets around it are full of merriment and revelry as several volunteers usually come in each year to help Miss Tate run this and make sure that enough alcohol is dispersed out throughout the crowds to those who can't actually make it or don't want to make it into the incredibly packed interior. It's a big day. If, uh, if Miss Tate is around, Esphus with Buddy helping carry, like I said, this large cask full of just... Grandmother sends her regards and just finding a spot to set up and... I would be like hollering through the crowds like... We got them Barry Mead over here. If anybody's been real sweet on Bryn this year, she's uh, she'll be handing it out soon enough. And with a, a cheer from those gathered <laughs> around, the waters would metaphorically part <laughs> for the group of you carrying this in to be tapped and handed out to the great masses. And uh, if this is something you do regularly here, uh, yeah. I assume attempts to get this berry made would be quite a prized thing, as there is most certainly, I, I imagine, not enough for everybody. There is not, and, <laughs> and she only does it. It's one of those like it, once a you know once a year, that's it. The one keg is all that's made. So, but for as long as the group of you wish to spend your time here, it is a spectacular evening of revelry. Uh, other than your arrival with the keg itself to deliver it into the kitchens through the, the back side here, there's no way you can try and haul that into the front door. Uh, you wouldn't really see anything of Miss Tate throughout the evening as she okay. is thoroughly overwhelmed just trying to keep everything running. Uh, she usually runs a surprisingly tight ship here. Weapons at the door, don't track anything in, don't be a hooligan. But with Mary Mead, everything largely goes out the window. Good news, again... It's a Caden holiday. As much as everyone is here to drink, they do respect the practice. They respect the holiday. And there's not really a lot of those kind of sort and breach shell that would just throw caution to the wind and go nuts here. It never devolves into anything terribly awful. Usually goes pretty well, I'd say. It's definitely a relaxing evening after everything it's been through. And you've... I mean, you've largely, largely had a more relaxing week after with the... Touching up the pig's ear has been a ton of work mm. to overhaul that, unless you're Esphus, who wasn't there. Uh, it's been a ton of work, but it is a different kind of work from being trapped in a basement with cinder claw cultists. <laughs> and 
it's nice to have a night's reminder that we are still all just here in Breach Hill. Living life. Having a spectacular time. Drinking a whole lot of alcohol. Kate and Kaylee and be praised. Doing village things. <laughs> so, the evening passes with largely without incidents. As does the ensuing night. I've always, if I ever had a kid, I always thought, you know, a really good name for for a girl would be Bryn. But, you know, I've only had boys and Bryn would be such a bad, you know, name for a boy. But I've always thought that... I do love the proprietor's name. I didn't want a Patreon on this one because I thought it was too funny that her name is Bryn. Like, fully as written. That's awesome. Well, if you... I've never seen I've this never name before another, this and you. I've only met one other, I've met two other Brins. They were both in my class and they're both boys. And I'm like, it's clearly a girl's name. And finally there's a female human cleric. And I'm like, clearly a girl's name here. Well, <laughs> you know, you could have named one of your sons Bryn Bob. Nah, that wouldn't fit him at all. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, as you rest... Awake in the next morning. Spend your time readying whatever spells you will need preparing for the journey quite a few miles up out of town towards this guardian's way. Any kind of special preparations or anything that anybody's making here? Uh, I'm going to change out um, Dispel Undead uh, to another uh, cantrip. Who has the bracers of missile deflection? I know we gave them to somebody. Mm, me, I think. I don't believe I took them. It was one of the two. Yeah, of you. I think it yeah, was. I didn't, it was yeah, I didn't take them. I took the bracers of missile deflection. Yeah, those are the once per day plus two AC, and that's when you get hit. You don't have to. You, yeah. When you actually get it, so you don't have to declare it when the attacks aim to you. And if that plus two makes a miss, it misses. And you know it's not a critical success, so you have twenty percent chance of it once per day making one attack not hit you. There you go. I'm still wrapping my head around Pathfinder numbers, but they don't seem super great. But it's better than a 0% chance once per day to make an attack that's not hit you. That's exactly right. Better than dead. So after your morning's <clears throat> preparations, everybody gathers together at the northern gate leading out of town, probably about an hour after sunrise. You know, you've got about a six-mile journey. It's honestly about the same length as some of your initial adventures up to Hell Knight Hill because you have to wrap up around the bluff and it winds so far. The, uh, actually, the journey itself is probably shorter and easier uh, because your walk up the Citadel Altarian was just winding back and forth these massive bluffs. You ended up walking near 10 miles of actual footpath. This is just staying on the road for about five miles or so and then cutting west into the woods just generally following a direction for an amount of time. But, Tyrannus, of course, is there awaiting you. Halberd slung across his back, his breastplate polished up and repaired from the attacks he's taken over the past time, uh, looking as pristine as the day you met him. Just ready. But his face even as you arrive, is already grim. The books are getting passed out. The business is happening. Hmm. I took no direction instead of disrupt undead. <clears throat> okay, so he, uh, 
It does exactly what you think it does. He looks out across the group of you. Finally, I had begun to wonder. Hey, we aren't that light, you know. We uh, we've been marching up way here. Did you uh, you you didn't happen to get any uh, meat yesterday, did you? No. Well, I got I could hear something. the revelry from half across town, but I did not partake. Well, don't worry about it. I got something special for you. And don't mind if I, I don't mean anything wrong, Miss Fist, but I got here a little flask of bury me just for Tyrannus over here. You just put up a hand. Later, perhaps. Leave a mission. Well, don't you want to keep it? I mean, what what if we uh, you sit down and you feel like trying it out? It's a real good step. There's Guardian's Way. I'm just going to flip around the piece of paper that it got marked on. Yeah, you'd, you'd had uh, Joral Black Dust largely just draw you a map. I'm just kind of show them, well, we're roughly here, and we need to go all the way over to here. So so this way, then. Yeah, so we need to go that way. Very well, lead on. So as the group of you make your way up out of town along the road, what are you all doing? Probably the same stuff we were doing. Well, maybe not. Um, maybe not read, detect magic. Yeah. Walking up the shield for yeah. six miles. I'd probably, no, I'd like, just be like, you're just walking searching up the main road. Kind of um, or scouting or whatever it is. I guess I'll be, whatever it is, I'm making survival checks just to see what, if anything, has come before us along this path or if there's anything we need to be worried about. Okay. Just to have another set of eyes along with us, Vis. Just keeping an eye me on the surroundings. And, me and Nick are doing the same thing. So there's no particular hustle. You're not yeah. making any great haste up the road here to Guardian's Way. And uh, the walk of a few miles is not particularly long nor difficult. Eventually, you've reached far enough to turn off the road at a small trail that Joral had marked for you on your map. Uh, you see several of the signs he told you to look for. It's been around the right, a right amount of time. After another half hour or so, you're picking your way through the woods, approaching this Guardian's Way, this military outpost. It takes some time of just winding through the trees. You both on alert, looking ahead for any sign of trouble. You both uh, looking down and around for any sign of creatures or anything that had passed prior. And, uh, Rur, of course, following the map, keeping on task. I've been thinking about the potential powers of a necromancer and what we might be encountering. Why don't... Uh, so you're both just scouting? Uh, searching, technically. Searching and scouting. And, um, Resme or Dalren or Esvis can go ahead and roll me a perception check. Or are you scouting, scouting? Oh no, I was I was doing the same thing. I'm doing the survival tracking as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's oh, what I thought. That's are we rolling survival or perception? Uh, you're rolling perception. Okay. We gotta we gotta find it first. I got a nineteen. Okay. Is this sound based? It is not, no. Okay. Fourteen. Big ol' wisp by elf ears. I can't believe that's the first time that's come up actually. Yeah. That we've had that I guess you're not usually seeking, so you don't roll a lot of perception. Technically checks. it even has had hasn't even come up this time. That's actually true. But I mean he's never I don't think he's <laughs> ever asked that question. Uh fifteen. So as you two are largely looking around at the trail, looking for any sign of road, like wolf tracks or, gods forbid, a bear that just may be passing by in the years since Guardian's Way has been abandoned, Dalren 
looking out through the undergrowth of the forest. Just barely catches view of something. Uh, the sun is streaming down to this canopy here, spread of the trees, and the whole way is shaded. You are well off the beaten path by this point, picking your way through what is just barely a footpath, almost indis indistinguishable at times with its years of disuse, and without Rare's map, it'd be near impossible. With the, They'd have to be working a lot harder to track where we're even supposed to be going. But looking, spreading out in all directions beneath the trees are low-hanging branches, shrubbery, and undergrowth. It's green, green, and more green. You spot a slightly different bit of green. Uh, about ten feet off the trail, through some leaves, you can see a bit of what looks like a patch of green cloth. Hmm. It's certainly odd, if nothing else. Hmm. Espis, what do you make of that? It looks almost like a cloak. Um, if he points it out, then uh, I'll just longbow, knock an arrow, and just very quietly start stealthing my way over around. I'll have his back. So you kind of push your way through the undergrowth here, and it's it's fairly wild out here. There's a lot to use as cover as you slip through trunks and trees and approach to where he'd point this out to you. As you get closer, you can see this green cloth is just kind of caught out on a couple of outlying tw uh, twigs on what looks like a large mass of just ferns and shrubs, uh, but it's attached to something back underneath it. And as you get close, you can see, without any kind of a perception check or anything, a clear, dark stain of what was once a decently sized pool of blood dried in the dirt here around the outskirts of this bush. And nothing else around that I can that I can see. Or... Uh, make me a perception check. We'll get you one more here. Or let's go with survival. I think survival might be more pertinent. Okay. Uh, twenty-four. Uh, with a twenty-four, whatever the source of this pool, it looks like it's been here for around a week. It's about a week old blood dried into the dirt, and uh, another week or two might become very difficult to see, but since there is nearly no traffic, there's definitely no human traffic when they through, through here, and there's not even a lot of larger animals, really, it's still undisturbed, mostly the surface layer. The wind doesn't even really cut enough through the, the, the shrubbery here to have blown more dirt and leaves over it. It's a lot, uh, and it looks like it has oozed out from something underneath the bush. Uh, it's clearly enough blood that whatever had left this pool, unless it was at least the size of a bear, almost certainly died letting it. They didn't survive this. I'll put my bow and arrow back and call back. Clear. I go trumping through the forest, like just um, he's like tiptoeing around. <laughs> I, I was following directly behind falling. him anyway. Uh, do I recognize the cloak at all? Uh, just because I tend to bit pay attention to clothing. As you reach, uh, you kind of reach down and look at it. You can just see a little corner of this, and it's it's torn and ragged. Uh, it feels 
faintly familiar, but you can't place exactly where. I've seen this cloak before. Someone, I've seen someone wearing it, but for the moment I just can't, I can't place it. How, how big is this bush? Uh, what's, out here in the forest, it's not even like a single bush so much. It's just this big sprawling mass of just growth and leaves. Uh, and you have to kind of push through this waist-deep foliage to really get anywhere off the trail. Uh, but this little density around this tree is, uh, let's say it's a fairly large area, maybe about 12 feet around. Mm. It's a pretty big clump of a pretty solid pack of shrubs. Well, uh, Don could take his uh, geese arm and start like levering them to the side to look to see if he can see past them. See if they're worth, find the source of it. I mean, it's not hard to reach down and just lever some of these sticks that the cloth is stuck to out of the way. And uh, as you do, you see first the sun flash off a bit of shining metal. And behind that, more studded leather armor wrapped around a body. With this green cloth, a scarf wrapped around their neck. Hmm body under here. Um, it's a bit tight in there, so I guess it might be a bit... I could just grab the shoulder and oh, if drag you, if it you can out. Reach. You, you, you I was just going to use the hook. I guess. Yeah, as, you, as you reach it, Buford reaches down and just pulls this body out of here. You recognize the face of one of the singing spears from the cult heroes. Huh. With this body pulled away, you can see another very blood-stained breastplate behind it. There's three or four bodies just stuffed up under here. Oh, goodness gracious. They did not have an easy time of it. As you pull it out, you can see there are several, six, seven bits of wooden shaft stuck through the man's torso and uh, one through his cheek. The arrows Mm -hmm. have been snapped off, but left inside it where they'd struck and pierced through his armor. Probably immediately start raising my shield. Yeah, each of them had been (laughs) riddled with arrows. They looked like they never even got a chance to react, really. Shield goes up. Huh. And they dragged them here to To dispose of the bodies. By the map, you should be very close to Guardian's Way by now. It's not much. You're within like 100 yards of Guardian's Way. Guardian's Way. Piecing together, the bodies of these individuals and the abandoned military post. I think it's a safe assumption that the bandits might be using said post as a camp. It does seem possible. Wow, looks like we're gonna kill two birds with one stone then. Just the sheer amount of arrows that have been put onto all this people does make it immediately clear that it was more than one attacker. That or- I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) That or they had some sort of supernatural or extreme magical advantage of some kind because each of them took like four to eight hits. There's a good 15, 20 arrows between the group of the singing spears now dead under this bush. And they... They are not pleasant in their remains. They have just been out here in the woods for a week, and it looks like a couple of them have had bites taken away. They've been ripped up by various animals. It's kind of a miracle they're still intact enough, uh, I guess wrapped up in their armor still, that nothing has really gone into them and they're still surprisingly in place. Hmm. Do the singing spears, do they have any kind of uh, symbol or sigil or something that identifies them as part of the company? They would definitely, the clasps on their scarves, uh, uh, those, those green scarves and headbands they've had. Dalrin will collect them so he can bring them back to town to inform the council of what happened to them. Kind of like dog tags. 
basically. Um, if we want to try to take whoever it is by surprise, I could go invisible and investigate and then come back and report. Well, let's wait till we get close enough to uh, We're actually... We're pretty close as it is. I'd rather have it in eyesight before we try, and I'll go with you. Can you be invisible? Just about. Okay. Real close. So, you all make your way back over towards the trail. I will be invisible. Are you going to be invisible immediately? Yeah. Okay, so you cast that spell as you head back to the trail, and it's not more than another minute uh, before you can see the trees and the foliage largely spread out and give way, opening into a very sunny, innocent-looking clearing that it's impossible to mistake as anything other than Guardian's Way. Uh, directly in front of you, there are still several massive oaks loosely clumped together with a two-leveled platform drawn between them, up a good 20 feet off of the ground. Uh, these wooden towers that had originally been the large the bones of the outpost itself. You can see glimpses of more of them a little further in the distance, stretching be- between, uh, between trees in the backside of the clearing, before it just gives way to another big rough stone face uh, where a mountain climbs up high behind. Just in front of that is a single low building, a very basic wooden shack, about 25 feet across, uh, with no windows whatsoever. Uh, but a simple wooden door directly in the front. You can see just under this first massive platform. Hmm. You're still a good 20, 30 yards back in the tree line here. You wouldn't have been immediately obvious were there anybody there. But similarly, it'd be about impossible to see anyone in there from here. Hmm. Perhaps we should take cover here while Asvis and Resme scout. I feel I'm, real weird sending them out there. You know, they... I'm going to scout up ahead. We'll be fine. All right. Uh, Dalren's going to just kind of blend in with the trees. Uh, his uh, hide armor uh, more, just kind of blending in with the earth tones. I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> he sits down and he's gone. <laughs> so... Hold the bush the... up. Group of you. Uproot a bush and just hold the whole bush in front of Buddy. Approach up to Guardian's Way. That bush is wearing a hat. Yeah, this this fairly (laughs) open meadow here. I'll actually just uh, expand this up a good way so you can see all the way across. It's Uh only so big. There's this fairly open meadow punctuated by three immediately uh, visible stands up in the trees. There. The one in front of you is quite large, uh, with a pair of rope ladders hanging down from the end facing you uh, that clearly, when this was in use, could easily have been pulled up in a moment. And although it may seem odd that you are approaching from what look like, looks like the most vulnerable side of this, you remember that in the Goblin Blood Wars, goblins and hobgoblins and everything just flew out of the mountains themselves. This is very much was built to defend against the bluff behind it. Hmm. They said it was a fort, but it's really more of a treehouse. Now, as you approach, invisible for Resme and hiding for Esvis, you can immediately make out three figures. One of them just kind of standing uh, near the edge of the platform closest to you. 
talking to another one on the northern end here that sat down leaning against the trunk of the tree this platform is built against. They're both half-orcs, armed, with leather armor, short bows slung across their backs, swords at their hips. Uh, the third one on the southern side is standing leaning against that tree trunk, uh, just looking through a, a book of some sort. Clearly the outpost appears to be manned. Now make me a stealth check. Is Ask that us. do you roll that or does he? Oh, well, it's gonna—he's gonna find out the results instantly, so oh, okay. it's pretty relevant. Because okay. whether or not they see him. True. Twenty-four. They don't appear to notice you at all. Um, two of them are—they're I mean, all engaged in something. There's two of them busy with their conversation. They're talking about something. They seem to be arguing or debating some kind of point, and the other one is face down looking through a book. None of them notice you at all. Resume invisible, obviously. They have absolutely no chance of noticing that you're here. They're not exactly on alert at the moment. Thinking about setting the wooden platform on fire. God, that's not surprising to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a forest fire to really get Would we town. be able to see the people from how far away we are? No. No, we can't. Our scouts. Yeah, um, these, are, come these, back and tell these us. platforms are like fairly high up. Uh, they're a good. The, the the first one, the lowest of these, is a good fifteen feet off the ground, uh, oh. twenty feet off the ground even, which would be up basically above the line of all the foliage and branches from the trees that you're still hiding behind. For the same reason they can't see you. Mm. I'm gonna do a quick circle just to make sure we're not missing anybody hiding behind or under. Okay. So as you uh, make your way around here. Just looking through the forts, and you're you're completely invisible, so you feel no real threat here. You know it's fundamentally impossible for anyone to notice you unless they have some kind of a magical ward. And I'm you, fairly quiet to begin with. You make your way up around where you can see one more of these half orcs, armed and armored similarly, sat on the western edge facing you of this. Uh, northern tree post just kind of looking off into the trees aimlessly looks very 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 bored and that's uh, all I see as I finish my circuit and you continue around to the south here past this simple building that has no real easy way for you to glance inside without opening a door that's fine I don't want to open the door and down to the southern platform where you don't immediately see anything Circling back around, you've seen at least four people, but these are fairly high off of the ground. So it's not only unlikely, but in fact, very likely that you are seeing half or less of who's up there. It'd be almost impossible to see anybody up in the second level of the main central platform, as that's 30, 40 feet above you. These All these other tree stands are 15 feet around. They're pretty big. If anyone was just laying down or even standing on the back half of it, you wouldn't really be able to see them very well. Um, I will make my way back. Now, Esvis, you're seeing much the same. The three on the central platform you can see, and you can, you, from where you are, you'd be able to see the one on the northern back platform as well, because he's sitting on the edge facing you. Um, once I'm back with them... Um, I'll say, 
at least four, possibly more. Um, three on the front platform, one on the back. I guess that would be northwest platform. Northeast. So it seems as though uh, making sure that they don't pull the ladders up uh, is going to be very important if we're going to go and take these places. Um, it may be important for at least some of us to scout ahead uh, to go and try to secure at least one route up to the platform so they don't fortify themselves and simply shoot us with arrows like happened to the poor unfortunates. Um, I'm fairly stealthy. I could try to move up uh, along uh, one side of the southern side where those bushes have come up. Uh, perhaps um, if there's a distraction on what happens on the northern end side in case I get close or can't make the close, we might be able to approach the ladder that way and thus seize control of a route up the platform. Well, what do these guys look like? What, what were they all about? Half-orcs. Yeah, they're all half-orcs, every one of them. Well, I'll, what about I'll their armor? I'll they describe look like... the armor. What is it, hide? Yeah, uh, each of them looks like, like they're they're all, it's a group of full half-orcs, uh, full of half-orcs, rather, and they're all pretty orky half-orcs. There's kind of a spectrum of half-orc. I mean, orcs pretty strong blood. More, most half-orcs are immediately visibly half-orcs. They're green, they have tusks. Uh, and all of them are, uh, at a minimum, Joral from the archives. Uh, some of them you're not even positive the orc is half. Uh, each of them is wearing fairly simple uh, studded leather cuirass with a dark green cloak drawn over the back and uh, similar leather leggings with a short bow uh, drawn across their back and a long sword at their hip. They all seem to be identically equipped, as far as you can see. Each of them also has their own uh, personal small quiver of arrows across the small of their back. Yeah, all this Nobody way. looks like they have anything out of the ordinary. You didn't see any different weapons. You didn't see any anything else. You didn't see any potions on belts because they'd be difficult to hide given their outfit. They don't have any bags or pouches or anything. I mean, I can get up there without them seeing me, but somebody's going to have to do something because I can't take all three of them by myself. Oh, no, naturally not. No, of course not. Uh, but uh, that line of bushes that you described going along the southern on the southern approach should provide good cover uh, on the way over, and uh, possibly uh, I could definitely make that close and be up the ladder likely before they know what's happened, uh, and that secures a route for Buford, you to come up and support. Um, I can drop some missiles on them. It may be wise for you and Esphus to uh, stay in cover in the trees and provide support that way, uh, especially if we begin to have, uh, if we draw attention from the other buildings. I know we didn't see too much, but uh, it's likely that they have more friends. Well, I'm just wondering who these guys are. They don't, I mean, bandits aren't normally well kitted out, and these guys, if they're all wearing matching armor and matching everything, maybe they're... Uh... Well, an invading ban- army, perhaps? I don't know, I just find bandits it odd. Bandits can have an intelligent leader. Who's capable of... Yeah, that's true. Um, why don't you guys, real quick while you're here, make a Zaman Tran Society. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make me a society check. Uh, 21. Uh, 19. Uh, resume, having seen them, while this may not be your area of expertise, you'd kind of have an inkling, but with the uh, Dalren would almost certainly be aware. Uh, there is a... A kind of regional, small-time group of mercenaries that call themselves the Bloody Blades. And they are reported to be a group of half-orcs. And they're something that you would know because of the bounties on their heads. Because oh. uh, they do 
fairly regularly partake in some you know highwayman style activities and banditry. They don't have an employer. This is how they pass the time. Yeah, this is this is this is how they make their money. Mm-hmm. You know, via stealing and murder. Uh, we need a if this is them again, there is an actual bounty on each of their heads on this group of mercenary money. bands. Uh, uh-huh. You know that you could make 10 gold for each of them. Were you able to turn them in alive? Guess I'll get my whip out instead of my hammer. You also know they have a leader who simply goes by Beetle. Reportedly a female hobgoblin. The bounty on her is 50. Alive? Mm-hmm. Alive. Mm-hmm. Three bounties on them dead? Half. Oh, I'll take half. I mean, we could, we can definitely, t- taking prisoners is something we could do uh, if we are, uh, wh- well, we really would need to get to the advantage in the battle first. And where I come Safety from, is important. you don't show mercy to people who don't give mercy to others in the way these men do. They have a horrible reputation. Indeed. Uh, mercenaries, uh, if someone would pay them, but otherwise they're common thieves and criminals. Uh, seem to be having more success with that than with paying jobs, so here they are. Um, Alright, I like your plan. Let's put it into effect. I will take on the one that was the furthest to the northwest, just to ensure that you don't have any long-range support from them. Uh, I'll then uh, try to move up, secure route up, and then uh, Buford and Tyrannus, you can follow up the route I secure. Alright. And I'll cover from cover. Alrighty, so go ahead and uh, <clears throat> place yourselves kind of where you want to be moving into this. If you want me, I know it's a little zoomed out right now, so the squares are kind of small. If you want me to scroll the map up or down, I definitely can. There is plenty of map to the north and south, but this is the left edge of it. So how long does your invisibility last? Ten minutes. Ten minutes? Okay, so you're definitely still invisible. Oh, a bit far fall. Oh, boy, she's gone. See little footprints just go. No, you don't. <laughs> Not with what I'm wearing. You see and, nothing. Uh, Buford and Tyrannus back down here as well. Air Jordans. Yeah, man. Trying to make their way up into the trees. Uh, Esvis, hiding wear- where he is. I'm wearing Air Alcetas. <laughs> Teleporting you wherever you need to be. I'm assuming that that would be behind a tree, which is covered. Yes. You're, uh, you're fine there. So as everyone moves in here. I am going to need literally everybody except Resume to make a stealth check to get into position without being seen. <clears throat> and actually, Buford and Tyrannus can hang back further than that because yeah. the goal was for me to secure this before they had... Okay, so they so, can... Yeah. So not Buford and Tyrannus, then if you want to keep them further back. Yeah, that would be just, the goal. Uh, I'll just have these two tokens back here as if they are further behind. Session reroll. <laughs> Take that. Thank you. You are welcome. Five to a two. <laughs> the hero points. The hero points coming out. And a different die. Oh man, this man's gonna need the refill, Chad. Lauren's <laughs> trying so hard to be sneaky. There yeah, we go. That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right, and uh, Espus. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Rear. Three. With a hard one. Do you have a session reroll? Yes. You should use it. I mean, you can't tell what another player to do. <laughs> <laughs> so with a with a critical failure on a natural one. Wearing very bright, vibrant colors. 
does not really understand the concept of sneaking around. You're, you're a cloistered cleric of Saren Raven. This is the opposite of what you've ever done, really. So you you come out here towards this tree. Your holy, your metal like gleaming hold, a holy symbol in your hand. And uh, as you make your way towards the tree, the light streaming down through the branches, what reflects off of this directly into the eyes. And just looks down and sees a manlet with a holy symbol. <laughs> and I feel like that's a decently good place to... Uh, everyone's already... <laughs> Calm down, you savages. We're going to take our midstream break here. And Deadly Doll cashing in for the hero point refill for Esvis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> giving a hero point to Esvis because I'm biased. That is, that's, that's, that's. We appreciate that one. But we're going to take our break here real quick, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in a few minutes. So as we left, our heroes were trying with mixed degrees of success to sneak into Guardian's way here where the Bloody Blades mercenaries have taken over the place, this old military outpost, and they've posted up in these tree stands around the area. Rrr! Incredibly shiny, like yellow robed little halfling cleric of Seren Raid that he is. He's not a sneaky boy. He's not a sneaky boy at all. And that one. The critically failed stealth check. The scouts at this central tree stand here noticed his approach. Nearly blinded by my approach. <laughs> you know how to really get some bloody blades trying to fight the good word of Saren Ray. Prepare to repent forcibly, says Arcadis with his hero point <laughs> out for Roar. <laughs> Thank you for that one, Arcadis. He sees you. He turns this uh, half-orc, not particularly large, honestly, fairly small and lean as far as half-orcs are concerned. He turns and immediately looks down towards you, concern and fury in his eyes as he reaches back and pulls his short bow. He draws his short bow immediately. But before he can even actually get it into grip, he has it in the one hand off his back and he sees you, a manlet. With a holy symbol, <laughs> trying to creep over to a tree. Yeah, I don't. Just, ha- I don't have my sword out. I just yeah, have my holy symbol. In pretty my much hand. out in the middle of this meadow here. He looks at you, and you look at him. There's eye contact. <laughs> 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 and he, he motions to his friend with the short bow that he was talking with, and you see a, a female half orc's face, kind of peer around the edge of the platform. <laughs> Is it, they exchange some, some brief words and both clearly are laughing. And you see the Esphys on the northern platform of the distance, the head kind of crane trying to look over towards the tree you're hiding behind. And they just laugh. <laughs> and what's so funny about a Serenite? What business could you possibly have up in these neck of the woods, priest? What are you looking for? Looking for a friend of mine that 
has gone missing over the last couple days. She was heading north towards... What, where was she going? The the Dwarven? She said Five Kings Mountains. Yes, that. Oh, the Five Kings Mountains. Yeah, uh, towards Five Kings Mountains is like yeah. way... Yeah, she said she was heading off towards... huge mountain. It's like the hall of the north and west direction from Harry Lovely. Yeah. She said she was heading off towards the Five Kings Mountains, but I found evidence that she might be heading this way. So I was curious if you might have seen her, but you looked a bit intimidating, so I was hesitant about approaching you. (laughs) (laughs) And he just just lays a hand kind of dismissively. He thinks this is hilarious, clearly. Look, priest. Nothing for your kind here. I'd make your way back to the road were I you. Dangerous sorts this far off in the woods. So she really hasn't come this far. Hmm. Would you and, mind uh, if I at least look around in the area? And uh, the not messing with your business, just the area. The woman, with her bow drawn and an arrow knight, strides up next to him on the edge of the platform here. One, where are you? No one you're looking for has made their way this direction, little priest. Leave. Do I see anyone else that we don't, we didn't already know was here, kind uh, of make so themselves you're, known? You're kind of focused on hiding here. This is still exploration mode because they haven't broken into a fight yet. Mm-hmm. So if you want to seek. I get out to give enough of a perception check to get a really good look, you're going to stop sneaking. Okay. I'm not willing to do that. That's kind of what I figured. Okay. So you can only have one thing you're focusing on exploration at a time. Since I really don't need to focus on sneaking, Yeah, you, I however, are invisible, so you can search, and uh, you go ahead and roll me a perception check. You're the only one who's seen everyone anyways. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, also, but you're now, literally invisible. But you came out, so I want to yeah. see if anyone else came out in response to you coming out. <laughs> that look on your face of like, oh. Ding. <laughs> Session re-roll. Give me your hero points. Uh, that'll be a 19. Uh, with a 19, you can see that the third of the half-orcs on the main central platform has actually made their way towards the center of the trunk. Uh, while they're keeping themselves hidden from Ruhr, she's around the, kind of the back side of it. She's not at all hidden from Ruhr. She has no idea that she's there. But she is reaching up for something that seems to be hung right next to the trunk itself. Uh, you can only see the very top of what it is, a curved piece of brass. Fairly large. Looks like it's around uh, eight inches across. Um, I'm going to give it a second and wait to see what it is. Wait to see what she does with it. She just is kind of standing by it. She's, she's just there waiting. Maybe, uh, looking down does towards it look like a bell? Close, it looks like it could very well be the top of a bell. Um, since everyone's sort of distracted with all of this, can I creep closer to the next bush? Uh, you certainly Possibly can, Possibly under the, under the platform. So you, <sighs> as everyone is looking out <laughs> towards Rur, and you're still sneaking your way along here, you make your way up underneath the platform itself, uh, near the, the southwestern corner of mm-hmm. it. Now very much out of view of any of those half orcs with above. Okay. Um, and if there's if, I, if they're really that distracted, I'll I'll just climb up that ladder. <laughs> it's 
It's right there. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're over here talking. So as, as you're talking with these orcs, <laughs> on the corner of your eye, you see Dalren just creeping up to this rope ladder, and he grabs hold to start making his way up. And as he starts climbing up there, about five feet off the ground, maybe halfway up to that platform, he's pretty just in the open at this point. And he's completely opened up. And you hear a yell from the southern platform as another orc that you had not seen was kind of creeping through the branches here. It's a distraction to arms! (laughs) If only they knew. Uh, Is there a surprise round? There's not a surprise round. Everyone's a... you can, if you want, roll stealth for initiative. I will do yes, that. Yes, I will that's do that. Because you, well, you can't. You are literally, they've seen you. Oh, okay. Um, that's the starting of the fight is they've seen you. But you, however, are literally invisible. Uh, anybody who is sneaking, uh, anybody who isn't Rur or Dalren who wants to roll stealth for initiative can roll stealth for initiative. Since I'm climbing a rope as quickly as I can, may I roll athletics for initiative? Shot in the dark. You know what? I'll let it. Oh, I'll, I was trying to <laughs> scramble up real quick. You know, you are, you are, you're, you're scooting. You really do not want to be where you are. I would say uh, Buford and Tyrannus are both probably about 20 feet back from the edge of the clearing because you were staying to wait yeah. until Dalrin had made a. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Invisible on this camera? Oh, it's not. He managed to land and die on the side of his dice tray. Up underneath the, uh, the I'm screen. Gonna, yeah, just put it on Twitter later. I'm gonna get a picture of that. <laughs> That's impressive. That's good. That is actually an impressive roll there. Oh, I have it switched new. <laughs> I'll take. I'll just take a selfie real quick. <laughs> okay, boomer. Got it. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go ahead and just. For the sake of my sanity, roll three initiatives for the each of the tree stands, and everybody in a tree stand is going to act on that initiative because I don't want to roll literally like twelve. Uh, Rur, twenty-two. Twenty-two. You heard. I mean, you're the one who can clearly see the whole situation. You can see this arrow about to launch at Dalren. You can see Dalren climbing up. You can see these dudes laughing up at the tree stand. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? This is actually a threat. <laughs> what? Buford. <laughs> Uh, 19. 19. Resme? Also 19. Who wants to go first? Uh, Resme can go first. Okay. Gucci. A little bit there. You'll need a better a better way to track initiative with these little paper pieces of crap. I love I these little the paper pieces of awesome. Esmus. 32. Oh my god! Holy what? I rolled a 19 on the die. I have an 11 stealth, and my, if, if, my initiative feat gives me a plus 2. <laughs> well, you are you are obviously first. Nobody is going to beat thirty-two at third level. What is this, Dolren? Uh, so I'm scrambling with a twenty-three. You scooting? You getting up there? All right, Tyrannus. Here he comes. Three. Twenty-six. Oh my nice. god! He of little faith. We were waiting for them to yell out. Yeah, Tyrannus is, this is a military operation now. This is his thing. He understands this. He's ready to freaking charge. Tyrannus is in there. I mean, Esvis has already read three books and had a cup of coffee compared to him, but whatever. And and shot everyone who This fight's already over. (laughs) Esvis is sheathing his bow. Omewa. Yeah. 
Like, Nani? <laughs> <laughs> Their initiative is to fall over dead. That's what happens. Uh, central tree stand is coming in. What did you have, 22? Yes. You were the top of the 20. You were the bottom of the 20s. Central tree stands could be coming in right after you. They're too busy laughing. <laughs> you kind of got the drop on them. Uh, northern tree stand is the one that is not alert. Hey, this is the lore. Northern train stands, the one that hasn't realized anything's really happening yet, is just kind of watching the deal. Like, What's going on? Watch this last guy get a hard 20. They're Southern tree stand. This super cocked. Southern tree stand. Got 25. Oh my god. He gets. Yep, <laughs> I'm trying to scramble. Well, <laughs> so we play tabletop RPGs for the dice that tell the story, and I will tell you a thing. The dice have determined this story. That's accurate. Yeah. He. Was, is start of the fight because he saw him. <laughs> he, Rur, gets to act before these guys who are really busy just kind of laughing at him. Resme's waiting for this to develop, but he's slowly clanking in. The northern tree stand has no idea anything's happening yet. <laughs> we could have just, if we just made the initiative by what made sense other than Tyrannus, this is pretty much how it would have played out, actually. So, Esvis, obviously, you're up first. So, because this is a multi leveled battle here if you want me at any time to change the level that you can see on the map just let me know uh because there are there is a third tier because there is even an upper level of the central tree stand but i can just with a click bounce it back and forth between these Oops. two stands uh can i see southern tree stand boy uh i would say not really no, no? because okay, they're all about the same they're all, all the tree stands are about the same level so they're okay. all about 20 feet off the ground but Earlier, since I'm in the same position that I was uh, when I was uh, stealthing, I can see Northern Tree Stand, who is completely unaware. Yeah, because you this. are you are there specifically to shoot at Northern Tree Stand, man, and yes. he is sitting there. He's still sitting. His feet are dangling over the edge, and he's just like looking, trying to figure out what's going on. And his buddy yelled, and he looked to his buddy. <laughs> so he's looking the opposite direction from you right now. Okay, so he's praying. Oh, and let me give oh, you like bunch of orcs. <laughs> <laughs> as many of these as you end up needing. I didn't actually count them. We have a screen protector on the screen for you. One's like, <gasps> monitor glass. But no, we have a screen protector over it. Um, this one's probably on the top level. Because that will make it I a little think <laughs> assumption, man. I didn't. I literally did not count these out. I just grabbed all the things that look like orcs in the bestiary box and put them all together. So I'm assuming well, we're going to need one for later. There's probably one in there, yeah, because we haven't seen the hobgoblin yet, so she's probably around. We've put a, we've put all of them to use for potential hazards. Yeah, you're marking threats on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so Espus. Uh so northern uh, northern tree stand is prey. Okay, and he's 65 feet away from you. Oh, good. My longbow has a range of 100. Oh, oh, yeah, right, longbow. Longbow. <laughs> Easy mode. Um. And I'll start this off with the Gatling gun, hunted shot. Got no cover. <laughs> he is not in any, any kind of cover. Okay. First shot. 27. 27 will critically hit him. Woo! He is, I would definitely say as he is literally sitting feet dangling, he's flat footed. So that will critically <laughs> succeed. He's dreaming about pretty orc He is dangle footed. It's a worse, va- a worse flavor of flat footed. You uh, don't want to get the dangle foot when I understand <laughs> Uh, second attack is uh, a total of 20. 20 hits. Okay. So critical, regular, and deadly die. 
I'm definitely like also double. Oh, wait, wait, because you get a double. He doubles the critical, the regular gets added, then he landed another hit. So, him. yeah, so roll a D8 and a D10 first, because that D, those double. Do you double, do you double, double the double. deadly? Yeah, I don't. Well, why is my regular notifier on when it's in no way? <laughs> oh, I like that. that was, I, I, We're never going to escape this. It's just going to keep happening forever. My regular notifier inexplicably going off when it's in no way connected. Fatal is what you double. Deadly doesn't double. Deadly, yeah, gets deadly doesn't double. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so. How? There's no. You're not even in OBS! How is this happening? Roll your dice! I'm rolling, I'm rolling. Squid Yay, Squiddy time. Oh, technical things are hard to do. Okay, so the critical hit is a total of 17 damage. Okay. H how? Uh, because the dice. So, the, so oh, six, six double to 12. Yeah, 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 and then uh, and then I got a five, so, seven, so 17 on the crit. Pretty much with the fan Seventeen. So you can tell this this first hit nearly lays him flat. And the second arrow is another four. And uh, with that, with those two immediate hits, with what I imagine is as close to a Wilhelm scream as a half orc and mustard, <laughs> he tumbles forward out of the stand, flops with a meaty thud into the dirt twenty feet below. <laughs> And I have one more shot. Um, is is it an action to to? Me, these aren't exactly where these guys are because these these two have come forward to talk and one's near the center. So that's where they actually are right now. I forgot to update them. That was their initial positionings. Okay. Um. So what's the rules of flourish? Oh, is like is flourish is once per turn. Once per turn. Is hunt prey flourish? Uh, I believe hunted shot is a. Hunted shot is, but like hunted prey, I think it just you says mean a flurry because a flourish is when you do something I really fancy. I believe hunted shot just says or hunt prey says you no, can only flourish, go on once per turn. Flourish? Really? It doesn't yes, have the flourish keyword. It's just like differently spelled out as once per turn. Hmm. I guess for future proofing in cases of thing unless you flourish twice. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you can shoot, but you can't hunt another prey. Can I try to make a stealth check to go back to being hit? Because I'm assuming shooting reveals me. Shooting absolutely reveals you. And since you, so you're still behind the tree trunk, you can absolutely make a stealth check. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you beat the perception DCs, we'll return to hidden. Uh, 28. So you are hidden again. <laughs> so, Esmus, never even seen, from behind the tree, loses two shots, drops the dude in the northern tree stand, and just gone. White death. They're too busy looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of my turn. Tyrannus, 20 feet back, is going to use the first of his actions... To get to here, and the second to stride up a little further behind this first tree, where he sees them all drawing bows, and Dalren climbing up, <clears throat> he's going to take cover with his halberd up behind this smaller trunk, hustling forward but not needlessly exposing himself. The southern tree stand, friends. Friends? Less friend. Okay. Is going to... Draw an arrow, and uh, I take a moment to kind of really hone in here as he ho uh, sounds this alarm and really draw a bead down to Dolren before he loses one and then a second arrow in rapid succession. Am I flat-footed while you climbing? You are flat-footed. Okay, I'm being 18 then. Okay. Actually, is he my level, or is is he is he higher than my level? He's not higher than your level. I have deny advantage. I'm AC 20. Oh, 
solid. He is not higher than level three. Uh, so the first arrow, he's at a decent distance here, and they're wielding short bows. Hmm. He's kind of at the like the maximum. This is really effective. The first arrow whizzes by, whereas the second is just going to uh, shoot through the rung below you, just just below your foot as you climb. He seems to be a little bit too far away to really draw an effective bead on you from there. Could you imagine the angle he's trying to shoot at? He is, he's got a really tough angle. Like he's shooting through what is at least cover, uh, trying to pick up Dalren as he scampers up. Uh, speaking of, Dalren, that will bring us to you. You are halfway up the slider. It's 10 feet, you'll be able to clear the platform. So that'll be two climb checks or a critically successful climb check. With the, with the ladder? You do still have to make the climb checks to go up the ladder. Because you, you can still only climb five feet as an action. It's much easier. The DC is very low, so you're much more likely to critically And much succeed. more likely to critically succeed. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, action one is going to be a scamper up that ladder. Give me an athletics. Natural one. Natural one, which is an 11. I don't know what the DC on the ladder is. That is going to critically fail. Okay. So caught off guard, I suppose, by the arrows being loosed your direction <laughs> as you try to hasten your pace. You the, the ladder twists. You try to avoid and end up losing your grip entirely. Fortunately, you're, you're only really like five feet off the ground, so you just fall back down to the ground. Oof. Oh, that's no good. Got to be up there. <laughs> ah. All right. Uh, again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Shooting at me, shooting at me. You gotta get up, gotta get up. All right, uh, second attempt. So he wasn't trying to hit you, he was trying to inspire fear. Two, Fear inspired. So that's a 12 total, not a critical failure this time. Uh, a 12? Actually, it would have been a regular failure, because an 11 would beat the DC. So your success would be John Gadorus. You didn't fall. Okay. So that would regular succeed, which would mean you, you do actually go five feet up higher. So you kind of cling for a minute and twist. You're not so much of an idiot, you can fall off a rope ladder. And uh, you make it another, you start trying to go, maybe hurrying a little too hard, trying mm -hmm. to avoid this and make it five feet up. One more successful jab will eat you the time. Let's, let's do it. Hey, mm -hmm. that's going to be a uh, an 18 that time. 18 will again, 18 will critically succeed. So with a critical success, I will let you this last five feet uh, basically mantle as part of that action. Because normally... Mantling is an action, so you have to you'd have to get up to the top and then spend one more action to mantle up. But with okay. a critical success on <coughs> the climb check, I will let you mantle as part of that action. Okay, perfect. So I will do so, so and now I'm standing right there. Like this. Standing yeah. right there. Staring at a bunch of possibly angry hostile orcs. Half orcs. Uh, and they're after Rur, who's up now. <laughs> so... Which one of the ones in front of me is the one that laughed at me first? Um, <laughs> the southern of the pair. Bullying is bad, kids. The one, the, the one in the corner is the woman who's a little more direct. The guy is the the one 10 feet to the south. They, just kind of, they were both laughing at you, but he was laughing, called his buddy over to also come laugh, and then started talking to you. All right. Well, we're going to channel one of my diplomatic spells that I prepared here. Command. Okay. To approach me. Huh. Okay. Because I assume that's just a will save. Critical failure, he has to spend his entire next turn coming to me. On a failure, he spends his first action coming to me. Okay. On a success, and a critical success, nothing happens. Uh, what's a success? DC 19. 
Maybe, but if he succeeds, he, okay, let me just roll it. Nothing happens. Okay. Um, he is going to succeed. All right. He's too, he's dumbfounded. He's like, his brain is shut down. He has no idea what's happening. He's being ambushed <laughs> by a freaking cleric of Seren Ray. His brain is turned off. He's not susceptible to mind affecting magic right now. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll just, am I, I'm behind the tree. You're kind of Sword. near the tree. You're not behind it quite I yet. I will take cover behind the tree. Okay. So, uh, yeah, taking cover, then you'll, you'll have that greater cover. Uh, meanwhile, up in this first tree stand, these orcs here, these three, are going to mobilize up against Dalren. This one is the magic takes hold, and he sees you and, like, hears your armor as you clank up on this. It's, it's not exactly subtle. Is going to drop his short bow, mm-hmm. step forward, and draw out his longsword, readying to battle. Okay, uh, I'm going to activate my uh, cat medallion to get me some, get myself plus two AC for the turn. Oh, right, you critically failed that identify check. Oh, I so totally you did. envision okay, that's and activate the cat medallion, and you feel yourself become somewhat more nimble. You feel it'd be much easier to acrobatically move uh, across uneven surfaces or mantle things. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not really going to help you avoid this attack. But the universe is having some fun with it. I was like, what? Oh, right, you critically failed that. <laughs> I've been shepherding it this entire time. Like, this is the moment for it. Yes, I'll go up there and the cat feeling will keep me safer. Well, it's fitting for a cat, I suppose. Cat, help me. Now. <laughs> but you do burn it. <laughs> AC 20, you said? AC 20. He's taking a swing. Uh, and as you get up, activate this and feel it fail you, you immediately have to fall back to your normal reflexes. Uh, the fairly wide, brutish swing of the longsword, you step mostly back and just clattering across your armor. Uh, though there are several more up here. I'm sure there will this be. This one here is going to take an action to ring the bell she's standing next to, clanging it back and forth, making sure everybody anywhere near this now knows the Bloody Blades are under attack. With that, she is, I'd say, there's a main trunk supporting all this. She's kind of behind. She's going to peek out around it, knock an arrow, and also sort of draw a really steady bead towards Dalren, mm-hmm. and then fire two of them in quick succession. This is more <coughs> short bow range. Okay, I'm hero pointing. You guys need to hit something. <laughs> Villain point! Villain point. Stop rolling back. That one. Much better. Uh, So this first arrow is going to hit you, and the second is not. And with her proximity here, with this close range, she's able to very effectively aim this shot, uh, dialing it in to be as damaging as possible. You are going to take 10 damage. Ouch, okay. It's close range short bow. It's what they're for. The third... Well, you're clearly the main threat here. They're still not wildly concerned about whatever the cleric in the back is doing. She's got her bow out. She's also going to draw out her longsword. And... What's your move speed here? 25, I assume? Yeah, 25. Let me see. 5, 10, 15, 20. Ah, she can't flank you in a single stride. 
So she'd have to stride twice. She would have to stride twice. So she's just going to kind of circle around here mm-hmm. to the backside of you, uh, getting into position with uh, her sword drawn as well. Are either of them above my level? No. They can't flank me anyway. I don't know that. I know it's great. <laughs> <laughs> they get in position, they're ready, and you the just kind of dodge out of the way. At the upper level of the central stand here, the alarm having been raised, can't really easily see down to Dalren. So his bow already, oops, that's the screen. His bow already in hand. He's going to step forward to the edge. He's going to look down. And he was just kind of listening, not revealing himself. He's heard a bunch about a sun priest and an ambush. He sees Rur down below. And as he draws this bead as well, takes a moment, then looses a pair of arrows. 16. 16. With whatever greater cover is. Uh, greater cover is a plus four, so you're actually at 20. This trunk's protecting you pretty good. Uh, Mancha! I was on the receiving end of so many... Feel my suffering. <laughs> Handing a villain point back to me to refill my stock. Thank you, Mancha. Hate you so much, chat. What is empathy? We don't know. <laughs> and the cycle continues. Land in the thing. Um, this arrow is going to thud into the tree in front of you, with the one following it just barely whizzing by into the underbrush behind you. The, t- the tree is pretty solid cover here, and he's going to miss both shots. That is going to bring us to Resme. Um, Resme is going to uh, fix her eye on the female one who is ringing the bell and has now tried to go around to also surround Dalrin. I would say you definitely can't see her from here because you're you're like kind of 15 feet up around behind this tree on the northern end of the platform and she's on the southern corner of the platform. So like it's 20 feet up above you. You can't oh, okay. see her. I can't even tell where we are. All right, so I'm going to come around where yeah, I can here. see look, her. Look over here, honey. Okay, that's better. Thank you. Uh, then I'm going to move around to where I can see her. Okay, you could uh, move out out around to the western side of this would let you see this whole fight because Dalren was descended upon immediately when he got to the top of the ladder. So if you want to just stride out here to the open, you'll be able to see her. Um, I'm going to get a little bit back further, like as close to the bushes as I possibly can while you still can being able to see. You can get one more with one stride. Any further is a second. Are you speed 25, right? Yeah. Yeah, one more with one stride. Any further would be another action. Okay, that's fine. Um, and I will um, drop a triple magic missile on her. Yeah. Well, you move, so you only have two actions. Oh, I only have two actions. That's right. You can do a double magic missile. You can do a missile. double magic missile, uh, yeah. No. I am going to do uh, electric arc on the two that are attacking Dalrin. Uh, they have to be next to each other. No, they I don't. don't think they do. They do not. They do not. Really? I no. just have to she be able to target them both. She can actually just warp the lightning around you and just <laughs> over your head and zap them both. Yeah, it does not. They do not have to be adjacent. It's just both that both both have to be in range. Make, make them saves. All right, reflexes. Mm-hmm. DC. Uh, nineteen. Uh, the lady is going to succeed, and the guy is going to also succeed. Uh, they do, though they are half-orcs, known for being relatively brutish, as you see more and more of them again. They're not, n- none of these are your giant, like, Golrish yeah. kind of characters. They're all archers. They're all fairly lean and lithe. They're surprisingly nimble and quick. They're lightly armored. Mm. And, uh... So half of, a, whatever half of 11 is. Five. So five. Uh, you'll zap they both, both take of them five. for five damage as this shot comes through. And that will bring us to Buddy. I'm going to start charging my way. You hear like a hurricane. Your first stride gets you onto the screen. 
basically. And then, yeah, I'm just going to charge all the way until I to try and get oh, okay. as close as I can five, over. 10, 15, What's this cover 20, nonsense Tyrannus is talking 10. about? So you just want to run right into the left. Yeah. Okay. Buford Boucher charging in. And then the last one. No, the last one was Northern Tree. Got shot to pieces, I think. Yeah, he's well, gone. the one that was hiding up there from his position. <laughs> I just imagine the horror on this man's face. Like, yeah, I'm hiding, and then his buddy just. His buddy just. <laughs> he's angry. This dude is mad. This one is very upset. And uh, this lady, with her bow already drawn, is going to look down. Uh, an arrow knock towards Rur, and then see a magical wizard appear in front of her and lightning fly out of her hands and think, oh, no, nah, I'm going to shoot her. That seems more of a problem. What is your AC? Um, Resme seeing this will go like this and uh, yell out uh, a magic word that the orc won't be able to understand. And this is for the bracers. Yep, it's That's if you get hit. Oh, that's if you I don't get have hit. to use them until they've successfully hit you, and oh. then the plus two AC is it might make it miss. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a weird one. 17. So it's functionally, I mean, it's basically, I guess it's strictly better if you can just no, activate it, it, it as really... a reaction. It just feels worse because it might do nothing, but I guess it has way more of a chance of doing something because you were guaranteed to have been hit already. Nah. So yeah, Fair if enough. they hit you, then you can activate that. Fair enough. So 19, you said? 17. 17. Okie dokie. Well, she draws a bead for a second, focusing in before releasing a pair of arrows as well. Might as well be 19 for this first shot. The same thing. Well, I mean, if, seven, if it doesn't hit 17. All right, well, the first arrow's going to hit. You want to do the thing? Because you're... Hmm? You want to use the braces? The first one does hit you. This is where you stay with you. This uh, is where you oh, decide if you okay. want to use them. Um, yeah, sure, why not? It still hits you. I know. <laughs> it's... It's a weird item, the bracers and nickel deflection. Bizarre. It is strange. So this abjurative ward kicks in... But you can see the arrow wobble in flight a bit, but it's not enough to bring it off target. She had a pretty solid beat there. And the second shot, however, the bracers will throw completely wide. As this arrow already a little high, seems to be floated like a paper airplane by this abjuration, sail off into the trees. And with her last action, she will just take one final, maybe I roll a 20. <laughs> I rolled a 20. So... <laughs> Of Good news, it's just going to hit. Okay. Because with the minus 10, 17? 19, because I still have the bracers up. Right, so, true. Yeah, yeah, so one So, so it, is, it is just going to hit, because even with a natural 20, the number would be a failure, so the, the success will bump it up one. Uh, the first arrow is going to strike you for four damage, and the second for two. Um... You'll see, uh, they will see, she'll see something very disconcerting. Um, she'll see the specter of a man rise up out of her body and take both the arrows onto him and her be mysteriously unhurt as she waves at him. So they just hit this ghost and they kind of just fall down to the ground harmlessly. That's not horrifying at all. <laughs> her resolve to continue shooting you has been only increased. <laughs> And as we go to Esvis, you would see the front door swing open here. As from inside, another combatant enters the fray. And Player makes, 12 has entered the game. And makes her presence known. <coughs> A hobgoblin poking out 
her short bow drawn, a uh, hood Here. drawn up about her face with actual holes cut in the back of it for her kind of horizontal ears to poke out from. She's got an eye patch drawn across one eye where even from this distance you can visibly see a massive red scar cutting down her face. Looks out with a bow and hisses out, Draw the ladders, imbeciles! Before knocking an arrow. If only they could. So, <laughs> me add her. <clears throat> I'm assuming she's standing session point. in the doorway. I'm, 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 I'm point. Yeah, she's right in the doorway right there. Oh yeah, I didn't reveal her token. I keep forgetting because not, there's not layers like there's in Real 20, so it's just a faint little blue aura. Yes, yes, use your points on initiative. Oh, we got we her already. already. Unless it's a oh, special one. I, I, have, I had one for her. Oh, it is like oh, a nice. yeah, it is yeah, actually yeah. A She looks up. better, more impressive. All right, I'm going to use one of my villain points for her initiative. That's you a little better. You want to use another one? How about a 23? Where does that put me? That puts you... With Dalren? With right Dalren, above yeah. Me. Yeah, right there. I'm 22, so... Dang it. I really wanted to beat Espis because she has a plus 14. She could have done it. Ooh. I just needed, a, needed spicy dice and I didn't get them. Who wins initiative just out of curiosity? Because you had twenty. Don't have twenty-two, right? No, I had twenty-two. He had a twenty-two. I thought players win. Oh, you had a twenty-three. Oh yeah, you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you both had twenty-two. No. Yeah, players win ties. So he, she right there, Esvis. Can I see her? Certainly can. She's on ground level. She is prey. She definitely has cover. She is. She is very prey. She doesn't have cover for long. She's like here. <clears throat> she was feeling all safe and secure. Until an arrow took out her other eye. <laughs> and uh, Hunter's aim. I'm going to ignore her. Covered, car. you say? <laughs> what if shut up? <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem is she's standing on the wrong side of the door. The eye patch is on the left eye, so she has to come out even farther to look out with the right eye. <laughs> the eye patch is on the left eye. She's leaning around the door this way. That's where it's supposed to be. It's she's perfect, leaning the right around this. It's on the correct side. She's standing on the right you side of the door. Hour, anyway, I'm rolling. <laughs> Derp. Look at the map. I'm going to session Look re-roll. at where the wall is and where she is. She's peeking this way around the wall. She's looking with the right eye. Door. I'm still confused. Explain the way walls We'll work. go over this later. We'll, we'll have this as part of Buddy's left and right seminar. Oh, converted. <laughs> I rolled a natural one, turned into my session re-roll into a natural 20. Oh, that's a pretty high value session re-roll. Woo! Ready? Gusta. That's value added. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely critically succeeds. Oh, yeah, that's right. The total would have been 32 for the, for yeah, the hit. Yeah, I mean, it definitely critically succeeds. <laughs> if it doesn't, just leave right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not, <laughs> All right, we're up. <laughs> like, oh, I see we were mistaken. My, my bad. I'm going invisible again. Uh, so she takes 18 points of damage from that arrow. Now, she opens the door, and almost immediately an arrow comes through and catches her in the shoulder. A uh, pretty solid shot from back behind the tree here. And she just leans back out and sees you and narrows her one eye as she gets her bow ready. Tyrannus! Kind of stuck because Buddy is at the ladder. He's... You can jump on my shoulder, don't worry, I'm real stout. He did it too, I hate to do it to you, Tyrannus. But he's kind of got a win. <laughs> There's another ladder. He's delaying. He's got to run like, he's got to do so many strides to get over the other ladder. I hate to do it to you, Tyrannus. You rolled so good. But he's got to wait until after, buddy. Well, he, he actually might, he, he's just also delaying, right? You don't have to delay when you're going to cut back in when you delay, right? 
Well, he's delaying. I mean, he is... He is delaying. He probably will go here. He may step in earlier. I'll try to give him something to do. That's probably his plan, but he's currently delaying. Um, now, stand three, which is the southern one, uh, now that Dalren has moved up to the level, still has lesser cover from this uh, large tree that is kind of in between you guys. And this guy, is, he's actually going to move the other side of his tree stand to get a better angle at you around the trunk of this. Still going to give you lesser cover. Uh, but then he is going to, once again, lose two shots. All right. Uh, AC 21 with the lesser cover, I guess. You guys are so bad at shooting. <laughs> There's two fours. Why are you like this? Woo. They spent all their good dice on the uh, the singing spears. He clearly isn't hitting you. Couldn't hit you when you were on the ladder. Can't hit you now while you're busy dueling two of his friends. <laughs> You might hit one of his buddies. He is going to, as his last action, switch his aim over to Resume. Not rethink his life and become a farmer? No. Dalren. Dalren. Oh, it's my turn. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know he was going to... Yeah, he moved for his... He moved, double-shotted, and... So, being the vanguard on top of the wall, it's rather important that I actually make a hole for my friends to come up and not just gum up the top of it. So, the first thing he's going to do is uh, faint forward and then throw a, a strong kick behind him and just try to mule kick this guy, who this, this goblin handle off the platform right next to where both Buford and Tyrannus okay, are so waiting which, for him. Which, who's getting the boot? Uh, the This one who's... Basically, right yes. on the corner. Oh, platform. so you got the move. Yeah, the she's right easiest there. one, just right. to boot right off. Let me your shove. What's your four DC? Ooh, you guys are not strong. Are they four DC twenty nine? They sure are not. That critically succeeds. I'm you just right out you, into the open air. The, like shoulder, the wind gets knocked out of this woman as you actually like pick her up and launch her off of the platform. This is Sparta. This is Sparta and style. She goes flying backwards. Absolutely just slamming into the dirt below uh, where she is definitely prone. And she's already taken five damage. She's going to take six more from falling as she just slams into the dirt and sits there <laughs> stunned for a brief moment before trying to scrabble her feet. That's one. That's one. That's great. Uh, second one... Um... Yeah, Tyrannus, yeah, Tyrannus will take that. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> He's a piranha waiting at the bottom of the pool. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, hell yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we secretly sent you up there just to knock them down to the, the actual kills. <laughs> totally works. I'm, I'm totally okay with this. Um, that was a value action. <laughs> what an action. Um, geez, there's another one up here, too. Yeah, this is perfect. They, they don't even have to climb up the ladder. Um, uh, second action, um, I'm going to spin uh, around to the other side uh, and just knock that one off, too. So it is a minus five, because shoving does have the attack trait. Yep. Hey, it's fine. That's going to be a grand total of a 22. 22 will also <laughs> knock this one off. They See, the problem was they came to fight you with swords. <laughs> clearly, they should have been just trying to toss you back off the platform. I mean, they're, you are a much... And this is hilarious. It's an elf fighting two half-orcs. You are way bigger than these two. Because <laughs> like, Dolren's 18 strength. I'm a 16, actually. 16 strength. Still, yeah. not a small guy. No, with core muscle and all that. These are not that. They are fairly <laughs> well, small, lean half-orcs. 
And you, as she comes around, she circles around, you just keep her momentum, throw her off, step around, and just boot the other dude off the edge. He's Mighty Dragon. I'm a bully. So what <laughs> I He's going to take five more damage as he also just, boom, boom, as both of them just land on the ground. Because <laughs> you toss them both. <laughs> Tyrannus is going to step into an issue. <laughs> And Someone say Tyrannus. He's going to move forward behind Buddy. And they've both been zapped and tossed. And as she is laying prone on the ground, he's going to reach out with his halberd overhead and just bring the blade slamming down on her. The <laughs> natural 20. <laughs> he is going to hit her for 26. Uh, probably literally bisecting her. She... Lands, stunned for a brief moment, goes to move, looks up, and just sees, Frink! <laughs> this massive halberd blade slamming down on her. She does have a reaction. No. <laughs> she doesn't. That's, that's an that's ancestry not an innate, feat you yeah, have to That's take. not an innate half-orc thing. Oh! You have to take she a not, They do not have frozen. Uh, that one. Okay. Oh, I was gonna, that was going to be hilarious. <laughs> no, she's very dead. They do not have frozen. Okay. And then he is going to turn... Bringing it back down. <laughs> Past Buford, down onto the second one. Wait, that's money! Uh, and he's gonna miss that one. Uh, but he's kinda in the way. He kinda exerted all his effort into this slam. And as he brings it around, it, it, the guy hits the ground and literally just bounces out away from the blade as it shears into the dirt next to him. It wants you to rage. He's alive. So, taking this arrow... Beetle. Gonna narrow rise out towards Esphus. Raise her short bow up to her good eye. And just loose one calculated shot. What is your AC? 20. 20. Cats. Cats. This is burning my feeling points. This, but they're rolling so bad. I'm down to one. I'm down to one. Beetle, come on. That's more like it. Um... is going to critically succeed. Okay. As she hits you right back in turn, her arrow seemingly perfectly ignoring your cover. As you guys just hunt her Zane back in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ranger fight, Esphys. <laughs> and she is going to hit you for six! Because it is still just an arrow. And Oh wait, no. Fatal there, right? If it's a long bow. Deadly, deadly, deadly adds a deadly... It's a D10. Deadly D10 or deadly, deadly D8? D10. So it just adds a D10 on top of this. Mm-hmm. And there's a dozen double. So six plus ten more. Sixteen. There you go. Ooh. Very deadly. And then she's going to sneer and step back into total cover. So you can no longer see her. Okay. Oh, see, I thought the door was over here, not over there. Oh, no, the, you can see the door on the map. It's, it's there. Yeah, it looks like it's cracked open over here. Oh, oh he no. thought he thought it was... I see. Yeah. I see. I see what you mean. Oh, right, because it's kind of just connected to the middle. Now she opened it all the way up wide. Rrr. While reciting a prayer to Saren Ray, I'm going to... Just all these arrows just land all around you. Yep. <laughs> just ignoring the hail of fire around me, I'm going to walk out into the open, looking at the one at the very top, Reciting the same spell that I tried to cast on the other one who is now laying prone, looking very sad. And I'm going to command... Well, it worked! He came down! He came yeah. down! <laughs> I'm going to command the one up top with the power of Saren Ray to approach me. 
come down here. He critically fails. His next entire turn is him coming to me. That's a natural one. <laughs> These guys are so good at what they do. These guys are not good at rolling dice. That's the problem. Uh, so with that, he sees and you see his face kind of drop and he lowers his bow. And the arrow he had knocked, he just drops onto the ground. He still keeps his bow and everything. Yeah, I mean, he's, they're just he just has to arrow, spend so his entire turn to coming to me. His way down yep. the ladder, uh, and it is now his turn. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna move to the ladder. He's gonna make an athletics check to climb down. He's gonna critically succeed. He's gonna make another athletics check to climb down. He's gonna critically succeed. They kind of live here. They're good at this. And he is going to end up here right next to Dalren. Uh, <laughs> he just climbs down next to you. You can see his eyes are, like, glazed over, and he has a dull expression on his face. He's, he's with one hand, the other hand is holding a short bow, just scampering down this ladder before he lands on the ground and blinks a couple times and looks up at his elf in front of him. Who also looks a little surprised. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell him real quick surrender unless you want to get kicked down. Resume. Oh wait, no, there's the guy on the ground too. It's technically his turn. He's, a, he's also alive. He's going to stand up, just leave his short ball on the ground, stun, draw out his longsword, and just take a wayward swing towards Buford. 20. He's going to hit you actually. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you're trying to climb a ladder right now. Well, I'm on the ground. I haven't started climbing. Yeah, but I mean, you, you like reaching for oh, it. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like okay, I thought you yourself. meant for I thought it No, you're not flat-footed. Okay. I mean, he, he picks that sword up, and as he just comes up on the ground, just sticks it up, and it slides up under your cross. And he is actually going to hit you for eight. Mm. Not only alive, he's doing stuff. Do it, little level one bandit. You, you got it. <laughs> you got now, this. Now resume. Um... Resume uh, will. Is there any way I can kind of get out of sight of the guy standing on top of the building who was shooting at me before? Um, if I move like so toward Tyrannus a little bit, this northern guy. Yeah. Both the northern and the southern stance have their bows trained on you right now. Okay. Uh, so you could move, move behind like <laughs> this tree here. Uh, or there is a solid trunk at the base of this. This is all supported up on. Okay. Uh, um, basically, any of the trunks of the trees you can use as cover. Okay, great. Um, then what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to call down two more bolts of electricity on the two guys standing near Dalren, and then I'm going to take cover behind a tree. Uh, so you can only see the one that's on the edge. So uh, <clears throat> Then I will... Because the other one is like... 15 feet back from the ledge and it's 20 feet up. There's no way. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so hard to tell what those things are. Yeah, multi-leveled okay. encounters, they're interesting to envision. He's up. He's 20 feet above you, 15 feet back. There's no way you can see the second guy. But the other um, dude just climbed out a ladder on the edge directly in front of you, and you could definitely zap just him. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I will use telekinetic projectile instead. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a 19. Uh, 19 what? Okay, where's my oh. Very cocked. Very, very cocked. cocked. You still got the six. Uh, ten points nice. of damage. Uh, that's the guy up top? Yep. What? Uh, he will... Two? Oh, that's right. I do. It's what? heightens. Sorry. 
Oh. Oh, yeah, you're level three now. You do have heightened cantrips. So more than 10 points of damage. Uh, that's going to be 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. You slam this, and this dude's turned around from you, already worried about the elf is about to boot him down to another dimension. <laughs> and this pierces right through his studded leather and solidly into him from behind, right through the spine, nearly taking him down in a single shot. And then she will go, <gasps> tree, and dive behind the tree trunk. All right. And then from there, you will have regular cover. Buddy. Okay, so how far away am I from the door that's, uh, that opened? Two strides. Two strides? Okay. About 45 feet of movement. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start running over there. I, this girl with this, uh, this, the half-orc stands up, wax me, and I shake my head at her, and I run over there, and I stay outside, and I slam the door closed, and I'm like, um, you guys! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you, we don't want any. <laughs> Try again tomorrow, please. You guys are outclassed here. You'd better, you'd better shape up here real quick. You just slam the door in Beetle's face. No! <laughs> <laughs> and now you're standing in front of it, yep. too. <laughs> Is he not how I envision this? <laughs> so, stay. Go to your room. On the northern side here, we still have one aimed at Resume, who now does have cover, but he's still going to, uh, or she's still going to lose a couple arrows towards your directions. What's your AC? Uh, is it greater cover? Regular cover. Regular it's take an action to make greater so cover. So it's two, right? Two. Uh, Nineteen. The first. <laughs> so good. That was amazing. First shot is going to hit. Second shot whoop, has to roll. Is not going to hit. Third shot Hail is Mary. not a twenty. Fourth shot was also not a twenty. So as these arrows just rain down at you, as you take cover, one of them shoots through as you close the tree. Uh, again at this kind of close quarters here, seeming to be aimed with pretty great precision. Uh, it's gonna hit you for eight. Um, the shadow, um, will jump up and, uh, take what looks like a hefty amount of damage before it dissipates, and, uh, Resme's shoulder, uh, will start bleeding for real. Okie dokie, that brings us back around to Esphus. Well, since, uh, your, your hunted prey has gone away. Esphus, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> not even mad, just... All right. I need a prey to go around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just I'll just move it. Uh, hunt prey on the other northern one. Another one up on the platform. Yes. All right. Just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just skeet shooting in the back here. Like he's the only. I mean, you did get one really good shot on you from mm -hmm. Beetle, who does not appear to be playing games, but just. Um. It's a great time. <laughs> and uh, uh, hunted shot for the two shots. I guess you have actually probably taken the most damage of any of the party in this fight, so you're probably having the worst time back here with the archer fight. Mm. So, first shot, uh, 21. 21 hits. And second shot, 26. 26 hits. Okay. Frown, not a critical. Hey, this guy's also one damage at the moment. Fair. Okay. So, this and this. They're not that potato. They're, they got armor and they're fighting. I they're know. pretty potato. I still want to. Uh, for 11 points of damage. So two arrows land solidly into the last half arc remaining, the last of the bloody blades on the northern platform here. And I'll take a third shot. Okay. Because why not? Because I'm a rain. 20. 
23. <laughs> 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 13, 19, 18? Man, these 19. That's, a, that's another 13, 19. 19, 19. Like, we're super good archers and Gellin. Aspheus is just like... <laughs> and another four damage. Another four damage. So three of them slam into this half as She stumbles backwards, but uh, still readying her bow. Looking up now, probably, honestly, just now seeing you back there behind the trees. She's just stuck full of arrows. Like, we were supposed to do that to you! We brought our own artillery. On the southern platform, you still have one guy at the edge there firing out towards Resme as she runs for cover. He's trying his best, and okay? Buddy run up and shut the door. But he heard Beetle yell out. So he is going to take an action to pull the rope ladder up. Because Buddy is spookily close now. He's going to pull the rope ladder up. He doesn't want this massive, like, paladin <laughs> rampaging up here. And he sees what's happening on the central platform in front of him. He wants none of that. He pulls the rope ladder up. And then he just calls out in a worried voice, Beetle! This is going poorly! And fires two arrows out towards Resume. That's going to miss. The second. Also going to miss. And then the YOLO. That was a great sound effect. Yeah. Was it's was also going to miss. The uh, frustration of being unable to use bows. Two arrows thudding into the trunk of the tree and one whizzing right by. Also, <laughs> turnip donut in the chat. How appropriate. <laughs> How appropriate to give Buford a hero point. <laughs> Hashtag buddy. Thank you. For your contribution. Thank you very much. What was it? Turnip donut? Turnip donut! <laughs> Turnip donut! Dalren, let me guess. <laughs> Does it involve a shove? It might involve a shove. <laughs> Wait, uh, can you do bludgeoning damage to the other half of I think if I drop him on his head, I might be able to. <laughs> he is directly underneath. Oh my god. Uh, Boot boy. So he, the guy comes down the ladder, his the eyes refog up and look and sees, and Dalren's like, Huh. Eh, just grab him <laughs> by the front of him and belt and just lift him up and just dump him over <laughs> the just edge. Just bodily heft him. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's a 25. <laughs> we'll bodily heft him and throw him <laughs> off the side. So as you cast him from this platform, he falls down as this other guy down below scrambles to his feet and makes us. Daggering strike towards Buford, before the other one lands on top of him, <laughs> knocking both of the pair unconscious. <laughs> Just in a heap. That's gonna, cash money. We're making some bounties yet, boys. <laughs> I'm gonna slide unconscious over here. Uh, and yeah, two unconscious. And then I guess I'll just turn. Is this one still on on my level? Yes. Because one from the top level. Okay. Um. I'll look over and says coming quietly and uh, she a little concerned but still holding her longsword shove her off the let's go go oh that was my luck has run out that's only a six a uh, six is going to critically fail. Oh no! And she's oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. It's an, it's an six eleven. On it's an eleven. Oh, six on okay. the die. Eleven, it's a regular 11. fail. Yeah. Uh, so she holds her ground. She's not. She's seeing this happen to three people. She's not doing it. <laughs> uh, last action. Uh, uh, have it your way. Then uh, pull the geese arm flowered up into a ready stance. 
very big blade comes out in front of her. Tyrannus, in the bottom, just sees, that's when it happens, see someone stand up and just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and, uh... I have it secured. Go and assist the others, please. I guess he is just going to charge up behind Buddy here and take a position with his halberd. How did she go? Did you just shut the door in her face? Oh yeah, she she wasn't helping us none, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the door shut. Where's the door, Drake? <laughs> <laughs> Inside, you hear the sound of sliding blades and metal. Not sure what she is doing. Not opening the door. But she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't make any attempts to open the door. You, you can't see her anymore as you have shut the door. Does this mean we get to set the building on fire? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Our pyromaniac. So there is one left on each platform, as well as Beetle in the main building. <clears throat> well, I suppose I'm going to make an attempt to deal with the one way over here. How far is that exactly? Liz, the loss of the ruler tool is my one great scientist from Arkin Forge. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like 80 feet. I'm not counting squares. It's gonna like, pull out my crossbow and take a shot. You pull it out, reload, reload it, and it take a load shot. Load a bolt in and just fire one up. For seventeen. Seventeen just barely misses. Okay. Seventeen oh. just glances off uh, past the studded leather. Alrighty, that uh, is central platform. Central platform with her long sword out, seeing you draw this massive use arm. Is your free hand up? Kind of like a... Stay back. <laughs> and she's going to take a stab with her longsword. Trying to outstab the, the geese arm here. What's your AC? It's a 20. She's going to miss. And as, that one, as you deflect that one up, she just brings her blade down and just a... Almost a careless chop towards you. Which is also going to miss. That's not an axe. And as you just bat this... Carry this first attempt. And just step aside from the second... Just tosses the sword out of the ground. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what I could do without the weapon. Look at what I could do with the weapon. <laughs> she gave it a try. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not for me, Dom. I'm doing this. Resme. Um, Resme, um with lightning almost crackling from her eyes, will light her hands of fire, getting ready to um, throw fire, getting ready to throw a produced flame at this guy up there, will walk out and go, unless you want the forces of creation to assail your wretched body, you will climb down that ladder and surrender yourself to me. Definitely still shooting. That's fine. This one has not been so persuaded quite yet. Uh, I'm, then I'm going to shoot at him. So this is the north platform or the south platform? The only one I can see. North platform. North you, platform. Can see them you can probably see them both. You can probably see them both. Yeah, They're both shooting at you. The yeah. platform, yeah. South would be out of range. That's know. true. South's pretty far. Yes, I could right, so not do the south. Throw some fire up north. Yep. Who I believe has taken like 10 points of damage from us already. And some for me, maybe? I don't no, think north. No, I, kill, I killed that guy. That's right. Yeah, I put three arrows into north. Yeah, he's taking a couple of hits. Uh, that's going to be Maybe too out of it to consider this. Yeah, 20 he, is going to hit. He took 15. The north one did. Yeah. 
think that's he's just desperately he's reaching. Yeah. For <laughs> like he's, he's in fight till dying mode right now. He's he's beyond reason. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it might it's have gonna appeared. It's going to be uh, 12 points of fire damage. Right now he's also very on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I promised him the forces the of creation. With three arrows, the shaft's catching and the fire <laughs> racing into him. You just have screaming panic for a moment before you just see some flames and smoke as all that's really coming out from the northern platform. Uh, he appears to be down. All right, uh, buddy. I'm going to put this one down up Oh, well, she's not restrained yet. But no, but know. she she's not fighting. She's, um. She has her short bow still, but she... Oh, she dropped her short bow, too. They both, her short bow, both her weapons are on the ground. She has no weapon. She doesn't look like she has a knife or anything visible. <clears throat> buddy. Okay, a good thing, Tyranus. We'd better we better deal with this one. So I'm gonna call in the house. You better not be doing anything fishy in there. And I'm gonna try and roll intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you asked so nicely. For uh, what is this? Intimidation for 15. Um, I mean, you have you do no response. She's probably real intimidated. And uh, I'll open the door. Uh, and step aside, step down and next you, to the door. Okay, so you open up the door again. <laughs> but I'm not in front of the door. Now Tyrannus is in to front of the door. To see her standing there, now with a, a dagger up, almost upturned in front of her and a rapier in her other hand, uh, waiting with both blades up for something. Ah, she does not okay. immediately strike as you open the door and then you step up. Oh, well, I guess, I guess if I see her like that, I guess I'd just raise my shield. <laughs> I guess I'm just like... <laughs> uh, a little missy here. If you could just lower your weapons, I'd be much obliged. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects are perfect. Could you please not? <laughs> she just grins. I'd advise you the same. I don't have any weapons up, up right here. I, this is a shield. <laughs> That's best. You're confused. It's not pointy. <sighs> Okay, so I can't see Southern Platform from where I am. No, actually, the only person you can really see at this point is probably Beetle. Uh, though there is Buddy and Tyrannus in the way, she is visible. <laughs> Hunt prey on Beetle. <laughs> She's still well, right? your, did you switch into the other guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah but that guy's dead. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you switched and shot him a lot of times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll Hunter's aim, Beetle. Okay. What cover? No cover. Feels bad. Uh, 26. 26 will hit. <laughs> Better put your weapons down. I advise you the same. Three points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> will we take them alive or not? I don't Arrow understand. flying in from nowhere. <laughs> uh, that's the end of my turn. And uh, the last, last man standing <laughs> up here on his southern platform who had resume hunted He's seeing everyone moving on the bu- uh, the building, and he's just going to, in a bit of a panic, Beetle, Beetle, what do we do? What's happening? And uh, loose two more arrows out towards Resume. <clears throat> it's going to miss. This dude is just panic shooting. He's going to miss. And uh, then he is going to move to the back of his platform and take cover. Uh, now, <laughs> taking cover of the platform itself. Uh, it's not cover from Dalren, but greater cover from everybody else because you're you're down below him. <laughs> Dalren. 
You see this guy take two panic shots down to the platform and, and hold his bow. Like, he's got his bow almost up over his head as he's, like, cowering. It looks like a weird little crab in the back of the platform. <laughs> Uh, all right, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You are not serious. Are you going to jump? Oh, no, I'm not that good. Oh, I was like, you're caught between the platforms. I was like, are you going to try to jump? <laughs> like, there's no way you have that acrobatics. He's got a geese arm. He can pull vault. Yeah. No, he just turns into the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, crushes Play, the surrender. entire thing. Stay here. <laughs> Could you imagine how scared you would be watching a man jump 35 feet just to look down anyway, on you with contempt? I'm just like, my brain, you're probably in the my brain's like, there's no way he's going to jump. There's no way he's going to jump. That's accurate. That is true. That is true. No, no, no. Not planning on it. Um, let's see. She seems to be appropriately cowed over here. I guess I don't have to do the Calmont treatment yet. Um... Do it. Maybe I should. <laughs> I probably should. That'd be the smart thing to do. Oh, I really want to chuck a javelin. Six at seconds. Him, what are you doing? All right. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I see him over there, and he's still he's still active. So uh, I'm gonna move to the corner of the platform, uh, pull a javelin, and uh, say you over there, and just <laughs> fling it out to try to catch him with it. Okay. He has no cover from you. Um, it is in the second range increment. Uh, minus two. Minus two, so that's going to be a, a 23 to hit. 23 hits. So this guy takes cover and then takes a javelin from the other platform. Seven damage. For seven damage. I don't think he's been hit yet. Nope. Um, Tyrannus, down here on the bottom, uh, now behind Buddy in prime <laughs> halberding position, <laughs> is going to... Uh, he's through the doorway. You can't really do a huge swing. But he's going to pull back, kind of step to the side, and thrust forward around Buford's shield with as much strength as he can muster. You could call it a powerful attack. <laughs> and uh, he is going to miss. As he tries to get it through here, and Beetle, uh, flipping her dagger down to the side, his blade scrapes across hers as she puts it up. And uh, as, as he tries to withdraw it, she even forces it over so it catches in the doorframe before he can even draw it back. And he'll try one more swing that just really has no chance of recovering from that before he has to regain his balance here. And Mr. Jake the Impaler in the chat, every hero needs a cowboy hat. <laughs> Isn't that right, buddy? Add it to your pile. We need more cowboy hats. My God, you're rolling in it. Look at you. <laughs> this is what happens. This is the, chat loves the costuming. It's, 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 a, it's a power the of the hat. But the cowboy Jake, hat appears Jake to be winning. It's spectacular. Huh? It's spectacular. I, I agree. So that is going to bring us around to beetle who as she fends off this attack from tyrannus uh looks at buddy with your shield raised and she's small like she's a hobgoblin she's she's maybe four feet tall now that you can see her in full uh she has got some fairly ornate leather armor drawn around her uh, the rest of these orcs have just got basically like studded leather like hides just kind of strapped around them it's armor but it's not fancy hers is phenomenally well made as is the rapier and the dagger she wields and as she looks you up and down before she uses a dagger to like bodily try to just push your shield up and go around it, striking with both weapons in tandem. So what's your AC right now? 22. 22, you say. Uh, the first, the rapier strike is going to hit. And then the dagger following it up is going to miss. It's using that to largely get your shield out of the way. 
So she drives this rapier up into you. You can tell that whether this is just extreme expertise or something you don't really understand, it is far more lethal than it should be. She's going to catch you for 11 damage. All right, and I'm going to slam my shield down, trying to snap her uh, weapon in half as it comes in shield block. Yeah, at least force it back. Yeah. And so you'll take six, and your shield will also take six. Oh, wait, okay. no, your wait, hardness, got, is, hardness is seven. Feels like four, and your shield will also take four. Yeah. So she sees you're clearly also quite skilled here. Uh, she is once again going to step back around the corner of the door frame here and to uh, total cover for everybody outside. And she'll just motion with the dagger hand after this quick little exchange as she steps back. Come on in. The bloody blades don't end until I do. Well, as you wish. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to spend two stride actions to come over here beside Tyrannus. Heading on up. Just scooting under the central platform here. And I'm going to pop shield. And that'll just be my turn for now. Getting into position. Getting up where you need to be. Mm-hmm. All right, Resme. Um, Resme will just move um, over toward the far platform. There still is a guy over there. Yeah, the southern platform still has a dude. Um, and <clears throat> she doesn't want him coming out and interfering with her friends um, when they least need to be bothered. Uh, so she's going to go take care of him. So, so where are you, how far do you want to go? Uh, as far as I need to do to be able to see him. He's got greater cover. So, like, you can see him, but he has, like, without going on a platform, he's going to have greater cover. I mean, There's really nowhere on the ground you can get. Oh, that's I just good. need to get within 30 feet so I can use magic on him. Okay, so that's probably, that, that is going to take you two strides. He's that's pretty fine. So you'll move up behind this uh, this lower tree. Um, And then I will pop shield. Okay, you throw up yours as well. Buddy. Yeah, I'm... Now listen here, lady. We this don't have to get all this don't have to get all gory in here. And I'm going to try and intimidate again. Uh, you uh, you cannot attempt to demoralize the same person. Oh wait, right, 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 right. That one's on my quick I reference sheet because I keep good. forgetting it. I totally knew. I totally had forgotten that. Okay. Yeah, um, I actually put a time restricted actions on my little quick reference oh, sheet here because I always forget that demoralize okay. is a cooldown. So it's I'm in front going, of me now. I'm going to. I'm going to grab... My whip is in my hand here, primed for the ready. This is its moment. You came in ready to whip. And, yeah. And I'm going to uh, snap it down at her ankles and try and just flip her upside down. All right. I screwed up. Trip is against reflex DC, not fortitude. Oh, so, uh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Ah. Okay. It so, makes sense. It does make sense. I realized I was wrong on that. Shove is against okay. fort DC. Trip is against reflex DC. Ah, oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, that is, so that's an athletics? Or is that, no, that's it's just an attack athletics. roll. It's an athletics, no. It, because it's, it's a athletics. whip. It's a whip. You use the whip, but it's still an athletics check. Okay. It, it doesn't make it an attack roll, it just gets the properties of the whip. If it has it. Okay, so that's a, it, it gets uh, that's a 21. Uh, 21 is going to fail. Okay. As you lash down at her, not because you did anything wrong, but because, again, she is very quick and clearly, like, leagues more skilled than the rest of the archers in her band. Okay. Um, she appears to be a, an expert duelist. Okay. Um, and then I guess... Uh, man, I was really hoping for that intimidate. Um, 
And I can't, like, I just have to add that. Okay, there's nothing I can do to, like, kind of get her down here. Um. And I can't, like, hit around that corner, can I? You can. That's cover. From the door frame, you can hit her. She has cover. Like, Espis and them outside, she has total cover, and they can't target her at all. All right, well, I think I'll just, I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just raise, uh, raise my shield and just continue trying to talk her down. But, like, now... You see right here, you're outclassed, ma'am. You'd better be you'd better smarten up real quick. She's taken two arrows and nothing else so far. And one extremely <laughs> lethal arrow and everyone arrow. else in her group is almost down ish. Alright. <laughs> Espis. So I can't see her because she's ducked completely behind. Yeah, she's in total cover. Like she's completely ninety degrees around the corner. So if she's back there, she's just not a target. You can't see her. Okay. You have to be up by the door, door. to be able to see okay, her. Okay, that's fine. Um then you can see the guy on this other platform. He just has greater cover. Hunt prey. <laughs> <laughs> what cover? Hello. <laughs> now hunt prey. Does it ignore greater cover? Hunt prey is I just have to see them. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking. You mean the hunted, hunted, sh the hunt, hunter's, hunter's aim is what I was thinking of. Uh, I'll, I'll say it does for now. We can look it up later because it's never okay. come up before. I don't want to look up rolls That's right fine. now. If you want to hunt to damn him, we'll say it ignores good cover. Okay, I'm We'll going. add that to the list of things to look up later. Okay. Uh, hunter's aim. Yeah. Uh, twenty-six. Yeah. hits. <laughs> you like fire it up and it just comes out of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He takes eight points of damage. He is down. And that just leaves Beetle alone. Just don't say your name three times. Eh. Well, technically there's the one that surrendered in the middle platform, but I mean, I don't feel like she's really participating anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, at least you have one action left. No, that's Hunt Prey and Hunt to Shot is oh, two, oh, so you... I'm done. Okay, fair enough. Oh, you hunted aim. Yeah, hunted aim, aim. not okay. hunted shot. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, Dolren. Okay, so um, I'm on a platform that's about 20 feet above ground, uh, and then over here, Beetle appears to be sheltering inside what appears to be some kind of shack. Uh, it is a fairly small little wooden barrack, it looks like. It's it's very simple. It's just straight two-by-four planks around Sing, the, single story. the outside. Of it. Yeah, single-story roof. Like half the, the roof is only like ten feet off the ground. It's half as high as the actual platforms themselves. It is a very small uh, little shack. Very small, <laughs> very basic. Great. Um, so Dalren, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, look, kind of judge the distance a bit. That's probably my best gap, and I get to actually sail over the heads of my companions. So if I screw this up, it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> Um, and uh, I'm gonna run and jump off the edge to clear that gap to land on the roof of the building. Okay. You're trying to jump. 10 feet. 15 feet. That's pretty good. Well, that would be trying I to think clear a five foot jump, yeah, right? I think he's trying to run this way to land literally yeah, like above this. us. Yeah. Yeah, that's like basically just trying to land on top of the. Yeah, that's the, 15 feet. Okay, so that would be jumping five feet is jumping one square? Yes. Okay, fair enough. So 15 feet, and maybe I get some extra distance for falling. I'll let you decide that. Um, well, let's see how the roll goes. All right. You want to just launch yourself 15 feet up onto this roof. Let's do it. Hey, that's a 24. 24 definitely makes the jump. All right. Um, so you... Uh, does the... Does, this, does the top of the thing look sturdy? That's what I'm de deliberating. Because if it's not right that now. sturdy, I'll actually stiff stiff arm and try to crash right through. 
That, that was what I was currently <laughs> deliberating. This is the roof of this abandoned, very simple wooden shack. I'm sure it could support people, but could it support a fully armored barbarian Flying slamming into it. into it from 10 feet up? I, a a I could roll something. Die? Dealer's choice. Do you want to break it or not? Uh, yeah, I'd love to break it. Athletics <laughs> check to do the thing that you want to do. Let's do it. We'll let the dice decide here. Uh, it's a 28. Oh, wow. Yeah. I come through a superhero <laughs> land okay. when I come through. So with a 28, Dolren slams in through the rooftop here, bringing it Boom. down on Beetle. And uh, as you're standing here trying to talk her down, Buford, there's just this enormous <laughs> what crash in the hell? and cracking of shattered wood as Dolren smashes through the ceiling, landing on top of Beetle. Knocking both of them prone across the ground. Um, you each... I'm going to give you an extra D4 for roof shards. Woo! You each take... Seven damage. And you're both prone. <laughs> Alright, so do I have an action left? I believe jumping is two, so I think that is your move up there and jump is your three of them. Alright. So yeah, because a long jump is two long actions jump is with two a stride and a jump, yeah. Actually, yeah, that would be because you only need the one stride to get there. Oh, yeah. no, but the movement of the jump is part of this, is, has to be part of the stride as well, I think. Well, you have to move at least 10 feet before you do it, and I was here, so actually... So you would have had to, like, move out to get a running start towards that, because you could, like, run sideways and eat yeah, yourself. Yeah, I think that's fair angle. to say. Yeah, that's yeah probably so you're striding the running stop, and then your two-action long jump to jump off the edge. Okay. That <laughs> works. I like it. Kyrie, Kyr not sure, JCB, Dolren, that move <laughs> deserves a hero point. Nice. I 100% agree. And as she is sprawled on the ground here, oh, Tyrannus, ugh, Tyrannus not a great place. He's going to step around to the side. She's definitely still got cover. He's going to try to take advantage She's prone, she's flat-footed, that neutralizes the cover. And he is just going to try to slam his halberd blade down under Buddy's shield towards the ground. You suck, Tyrannus. <laughs> he got the initiative, but that's all he, he got. That's yeah, all he, he got. He really blew it early. But slamming it in there, as, like, as the dust is just blowing through in shards of wood and this huge blast, and her on the ground... He doesn't compensate quick enough to Dolren palming through the ceiling. <laughs> so, she is going to very quickly scrabble to her feet, which is going to provoke from Tyrannus. He hit that one! Yeah. Oh, he's got one! That's a regular hit, because it's an attack opportunity. That's going to do 13 damage! We'll take it. We take those. Good job, T. And from the, like, she... Staggers up, like not even staggers up. She jumps up pretty quickly, takes his halberd strike, and staggers back on the back wall, clutching at her side, uh, pretty severely injured with the hand still holding the dagger, and looks down to Dolren on the ground, he's just like. <laughs> well, he's, he also took seven damage guys to the ceiling. He's prone, so I don't know if that was the correct answer. Well, yeah, his his clothing is kind of shredded in a sort of attractive way. Uh, she's the monocle's gonna... still on too. She's just... <laughs> She's just gonna spit out. What the hell is this? What kind of fighting do they teach you? 
You sound like Tyrannus. And just try to strike down at you as you're on the ground here. Bully the man. Just really more mad than anything else. <laughs> Offended that you would do this. And she finally sees a picture of Buddy in her mind. <laughs> you're like... Now, do I really want... Do I really need to be doing this? I could be... Alive in ten minutes. <laughs> a beautiful future ten minutes from now where I'm not bleeding out. The golden horizons of surviving the next round in the future. The most powerful glimpse of redemption possible. God, it hurts. <laughs> She's going to stay her hand as she goes to plunge the rapier down into him prone. She's going to stop, just grit her teeth, and turn with a growl to Buford and swing the dagger your direction. Okay. That's 20. 20? Uh, cause I, it, oh, no, I did put my yeah, shield up, so it's my two. 22. And she's gonna miss. Her dagger just clattering across your shield. Through all this time, still, and take one more just enraged swing with a rapier towards Buford. I was gonna miss that one as well. Still, I can't escape the dregs of humanity. And just. Clattered out on the side as well. Like, she's clearly very injured, and uh, her form is, is dropping pretty hard here. Rur. Well, it seems she won't give up. Please try to take her alive, and I'm going to roll an intimidation check. <laughs> Please try not to murder her. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. 12 is going to fail. But I'm a pretty lucky halfling. <laughs> okay. This is where we're going to blow this. Okay. <laughs> And you know, I have a session re <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 19. 19. She is shaking. <laughs> you know, just copious amounts of dice. Eventually, you'll get where you're going. <laughs> D20, D20, D20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you see her falter a bit more and kind of tremble at not so much the threat, but the implication. And I will... Has Tyrannus been hurt? I don't know. Not with the Tyrannus. Okay. Tyrannus has just had unconscious bodies raining down around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go no ahead. No one's aimed at attack at Tyrannus. And, uh, <laughs> battle medicine buddy. Okay. Going for the expert. Ooh, big DC. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that a 23 makes it. Yeah, the DC is 20. Yeah. So you will heal buddy for 2d8 plus 10. Nice. It's actually a flat increase, not dice. Hmm. Uh, 17. Okay. Well, I was only using 12, so we're really out of good. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, with your shield up here, it, it's fairly easy. Like, she she can't really mount that attack because you got cover, too. So, I mean, like, you're 24 for her, realistically. Well, cover doesn't affect. It's All right, the, the shield, right. Like, I remember that shield is the same bonus as cover. Yeah. It's a circumstance bonus. Uh, and then. And Rur's tiny just kind of slips up around and. I just, Expertly heals you through full plate. I just <laughs> slide my hand under the full plate and like put a sponge-like material in the stab wound. Got him. Odd tingly kind of numbing. And then I'll, I'll go on ahead and cast shield and just look down at her. 
or she stood back up. I'll just look at her and say, please just surrender. We don't, we're not trying to kill you. We're trying to take you alive. Resume? Um, Resume uh, will come over so she can at least kind of sort of see her. Okay. Uh, just up another, by the doorway? Yeah, another move up yeah. the door. So she's just got cover from you. Look. We have no desire to kill you. The rest of your men are either unconscious or dead. Uh, if you surrender, we'll take you back peaceably. You'll have a, a trial, a fair one, and you won't die this very minute. What do you think? You uh, won't die literally right now. Uh, diplomacy? You can't diplomacy someone That's who's not right. friendly to you. So uh, without some kind of official, like you can ask her, I'll, I'll but you ask can't her. like make a mechanical roll. I'll, I'll ask her. If she wants to. Uh, all right, is that all you, all you want to do then? Um, it depends on what she says. She doesn't say anything immediately. She's very mad and she's fighting three people. <laughs> she's she's, she's got three people attacking her right now. Like, uh, then yeah, that's it. Buddy. Uh, guidance on buddy. Guidance on buddy. What does that mean? It means you can choose to put a plus one to any d twenty roll this turn hey. before you roll it. I'm gonna try and trip this woman with a plus one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, hey. that was really good. So that's a, um, what is that? That's my regular attack? No, that's a athletics. It's an athletics. athletics. Every time, every time. All right, so that is a 28. 28. Finally happens. Hey. He lashes out the with the whip. whip. Okay, Gets hey. Oh, go for okay. it, go for it. Hey, okay, so this fancy twirl, so it comes back, makes a sharp clicking noise, snapping noise behind me, and I swing it around and it loops around both of her legs, and uh, I bring it up, and she's so short that it actually just flips her upside down. And I, I hold her, and I like lower her back down, so she's not she's not just dangling from her dangler. But you see now, you see now why I took this whip. <laughs> <laughs> it happened one time. You I almost was... took my eye out. <laughs> How about some warning? I was I was paying attention. Don't worry about so, it. So, just to double check, because we're all pretty new to the second edition, just, just to double check the way I'm pretty sure you know. You know the whip is also a non-lethal weapon, yeah. right? Okay, like, you know, you can attack her. Anyone can attack non-lethally, like, flat of the blade and stuff. I mean, I can. Four. You can't. And yeah. the bow can't. But, like, okay, if anyone being Dolren. <laughs> I cannot non-lethally. Slash with a mallet. Yeah, no, I trip okay. her. I try, so I so just basically she prone. The whip is slides off. Uh, and I step forward. And I, uh... Um... I sit there with my shield, like, look, lady, it's only one way this is gonna end. And uh, she just lays there on the ground again, <laughs> <laughs> next to Dolren. She just looks up at you. You can just see such like unfathomable hate in her face towards you specifically, uh, you, and seemingly Tyrannus. Espus. Um, <clears throat> I can see the. I can see even though everybody's in front of the door, I can still see the doorway itself, right? You can see the doorway, yes. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna hold an action. If I if uh, Beetle tries to escape past everybody, I'm gonna shoot her. So okay, fair enough. That's all I'm doing. Dolren, how's the ground? Yeah, great. Uh, so uh, Dolren's gonna get up and dust himself off. Uh, leave the geese arm where it fell. Uh, Punches hands like this, the monocle pops off. 
<laughs> the lightning. Lightning kind of crackles around him, and he's just going to uh, channel this ball of lightning into his boot and just bury it into her side. All right, she is she is prone. She's flat-footed. Give her the stomp. Uh, let's see here. That's gonna only be a thirteen. That's so not roll great. away from that. Okay. Thundering of the floorboards next to her, and a pile of rubble from where you crashed through. It's, and, not, uh, it's my non-lethal yeah. punching and kicking attacks. Non-lethal. Oh, are taser. you lightningy? Yeah. Can you? I guess it doesn't say you can't. It doesn't okay. take away the non-lethal tag from unarmed stuff. So I, I basically turn into having stun guns for hands. It changes the damage type. It doesn't it change does the not keywords. Changes the traits. Do you non-lethally <laughs> stun gun people? Yeah. Okay, I, uh, I have stun a, guns for hand. Not a thing I ever considered. Tyrannus is going to delay because he clearly sees every... He's not a huge asshole. He clearly sees everyone's trying to take <laughs> Beetle alive. So he'll wait for a moment. And Beetle is going to again... She spins away from this stomp. Transition that momentum and jump... Just Kip up to her feet. Uh, both of her weapons still up, but she doesn't immediately strike. Looking back and for like glancing at Dalren, just because he's a lightning golem now and that's spooky, <laughs> but still focusing almost all of her hate toward Buford. And she doesn't immediately say anything. She's clearly just seething. But she does not attack you. Tyrannus, still just kind of waiting. Val, is is this a surrender? Do I have to keep hitting you? <laughs> a classic fighter question. <laughs> I'm gonna hold. As I. What did they do to you, the humans, that you hate them so much? And she's still just standing there, not breaking eye contact with Buford here with his shield up. Finger a waggling. <laughs> <laughs> he just hisses out. It's so easy for your kind to forget. The Goblin Blood Wars had two sides. You don't have to die here. Neither did my parents. Do you or think, my brother. Do you think your parents would want you to be buried out here along with them? Do you think they'd want their family legacy to be lost? Do you think this is... What legacy do we even have? I'm the only one left. You have your life. And a chance to repent. That's as much as anyone else gets in this world. You don't have to be the only one. You're making that choice. She stands there. She breaks eye contact with Buford for a minute, just kind of glance out the door to the sandbagged bodies all around the central platform where they just sort of fall in and where she's heard the guy on the northern side fall over and she's heard all these screams. She hears nothing outside. There's no more sounds of battle. It's fallen completely silent. It's looking at Buford still. There's up both her weapons. And sheathes her rapier, keeping a dagger in her hand. What do you even want? 
we came looking for an individual who left town recently, heading up this way. We've been posted here for weeks. No one's come or gone. Who posted you here? I did. Well, they might not have necessarily been coming to this structure. The caves nearby is more what they were looking for. The caves are shallow, but wind their way back of the mountains down into the Darklands. Goblin bloodlands. And also to the fortress where the Hell Knights lived. I don't know anything about that. That's why they came up here. They apparently know the way. So, uh, make me a perception check. Uh, 25. Uh, critically succeed. You are a, you're, you're an inquisitor of Saren right here. She's not just, like, avoiding the truth. She is, she is clearly flatly lying to you. She has all the tells of someone who is just refusing to be forthcoming with any information. I get the feeling you're not particularly familiar with my faith. One who chooses to lie in my presence typically is seen as a person of bad character and should be dealt with appropriately. She passes the dagger over to her other hand and just kind of grips her side where Tyrannus caught her, uh, where there's just the biggest open gash. Grits her teeth together. <sighs> and why would I care about human, human moralities? What does your faith mean to me? Well, my faith dictates that if you put down your weapons, I can make that stop hurting. And if you tell me the truth, we'll take you back in good condition. So, uh, now, if you want to try to diplomate her, you can roll me a you can roll me your diplomacy check. Okay. I guess I'll assist. You want to try to aid? It is DC twenty to aid now. Do not aid me, because if you fail, <laughs> then I fail. They have to be willing to accept it, and uh, it doesn't seem like she's interested in accepting grade. Resume's got this. Sure. Hey. Uh, that's going to be a 26. Uh, yeah, with a with a 26, you absolutely got this. Do I have Revia token? I don't have Revia pop-up token. That's okay. Um, Resme will walk over to her and look at her and go, I know what it's like to be misunderstood. To have people look at you like you're a monster or some creature from their nightmares and it's not pleasant and it's not fair but you did make the choices that you made and now you must pay the price but that doesn't mean the choices that you make going forward need to be the same and uh and she just she does seem to be calming down somewhat but not from any amount of a lack of hate just because she realizes that she can't fight her way out of this. She grits her teeth together. We fought because we had to. Yes! And she just gestures with the dagger to the building. This is a human outpost. 
You built this to attack us. I know. My family had nothing to do with this, but we were forced to forced to fight to defend ourselves. In a war, everyone loses. Both sides here the same. Ugh. She just kind of grits her teeth together still, like blood now running through her fingers as she's still just holding this wound. Would you allow my friend here to hold your weapons while I tend to your wounds, please? She just looks at you. No. I can handle myself like I've had to for a decade. Let me be. I won't stand in your way any further. We'd best take them back to town. We can't continue anywhere else. We have to take them back. And she's hurt. She certainly can't continue on by herself. Agreed. But will she come quietly? If someone's going to make a move, she's going to reach back down for her rapier. Before we decide to do anything, though, you know about the path. She moves her hand down from her side to the hilt of her rapier. It doesn't drop as her hand on it. What path? The one that you're clearly lying about. Either you're lying about the path or you're lying about the individual who came through. I know what, but these mountains are riddled with caverns. There's one right behind this, the one that the humans attacked with this very outpost. It exists. Open that back door and see for yourself. What of it? The point being that that person is a necromancer. You know what those are, right? I understand the term. Yes. So what do you think the greater of the two evils is? To let a potential threat like that free to go? Or... If you release me... As everyone's just kind of standing around her, she's in this corner, she can't really just move. Mm-hmm. Let me go. Tell you where to find her. But let me free from this corner, and nobody lays a hand on me. There's like a Buford and Dalran just kind of standing next to her, tiring us in the doorway with his halberd. It's a tall order for uh, a murderer and a robber. Tyrannus speaks up. We have no reason to offer this to you. You have no advantage. We could also probably just find her ourselves. I'm giving you a chance to be honest with us. Fine. Make your way into these caves. The entrance is immediately behind this building. They're myriad and spread. But as you enter, turn to your left. That leads to the chamber she's been waiting in. She's been resting there. Does she seem like she's lying? Yeah, I don't trust her as far it as I can know her. I can pitch her pretty well. A perception check. Uh, 21. 22. 12. She is still trying to mislead you. It seems like she's just trying to tell you whatever we want whatever to hear. Whatever you want to hear for her to leave. Ah, uh, well then. The Calmont way it is. And I'm just going to try to channel lightning into an open palm and just try to palm strike her on the side. <laughs> just of the make head. me an attack roll. Because you guys all had turns before she did. Ah, uh, crying out loud. Now it betrays me. Uh, that's a 13. 13 will miss. So as you 
lunge forward. Second. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you can try again, Buford. You can try if you want to. Uh, I try and grab her. I mean, you can try to grapple. Yeah, go make an athletics check to grab her. Like you, you guys had turns before she did. Okay, so um, athletics check that would be a twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five. You reach out with your free hand and just grab the collar of her armor, which I mean, it's pretty sturdy leather. So she, it's just like that's a handle. She can't move from that. And uh, Dalren. This is second, second attack. attack. It is a. Uh, it is agile. Fist <laughs> is agile. Yeah, not with a four on the die though. <laughs> And uh, Dalran just slashing out. She's still very quick, and she's very determined, and she's very... Used to having yeah, hey now, Dalran. She's very angry. We don't need no violence here. Tyrannus is willing to give the two of you an opportunity, uh, but are you going to do anything with the rest of your actions? Um, so I can grab her. Uh, can I take the my whip that's still in my hand and just kind of, like... Put it around and try and like kind of make it so it's hard for. It. I, I can't you can, really. You can tie try to, that's up. critically succeeding in a grapple. I mean, you could. It's well, really hard to do that to somebody who is resisting effectively. Well, just um, I mean, not really to like tie her up, but just to like kind of like put it over around her so that she can't. It'll like make it more difficult for her to move. Well, she's she's already immobilized. She's grabbed. She can't move at all. She's can, completely immobilized. Uh, can telekinetic projectile do Spells non-lethal? Spells cannot do non-lethal unless uh, they are non-lethal. Uh, then I'll try... Uh, how about a sling? Sling. Ranged weapons? I don't think throwing a rock can be non-lethal. Yeah, I don't think ranged weapons can't I'm just out of curiosity. It, it was just out of curiosity. And ranged weapons and spells are only non-lethal if they say they are. So Tyrannus is waiting. Well, did to give you guys a chance. Um, but I'm she is... going to cast a spell. Okay, go ahead. So I've got a ten foot burst, which she is within. Around you? Mm-hmm. She's fifteen feet from you. Well then I'll move. You can step forward. Yeah, I'll step forward. Now she's within my ten foot burst. So calm emotions. Okay. It's a, it's a channeled spell, so I have to at least maintain it. But I need a will save from her and only her. DT 19. She's going to succeed. All right. On a success, she takes a minus one to everything. That's one of our attacks, basically. Yeah. Okay. And she's still shaking, too. So uh, she is going to get to her rapier and draw it out. And while she's Buford's holding on to her and like trying to control her with the whip, she's going to lash out towards you a few times, uh, just furiously. And you, your shield's not up, yeah. right? So you're 20. Yeah. yeah 20. So she's going to hit you with the rapier. She's going to hit you with the dagger. She's going to land both. All right. And the rapier does 11 damage okay. to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she swiftly stabs you with the dagger for four more. Okay. And then she tries to get her weapons up just in, in front of you just to try to force you off of her. And she's going to completely fail to escape. At that point, Tyrannus, seeing you get stabbed twice, is just going to try to sort of reach in and just bat at her with the left <laughs> side of his helmet. So just power attack. He's whip, whip, stop. <laughs> Bad cat. Just knock her out. He's I'm helping. Down, girl. He misses. And then he critically succeeds. Woo! With a natural 20, Tyrannus, we got there. <laughs> we got there. We got there in the end. Yeah, so he's just going to bring it down. You can all hear the crack as he just slams the metal 
at the end of the haft of all of its weight directly on the top of her skull. For 20 non-lethal. <laughs> which is just going to drop her unconscious immediately. And She's just going to go completely limp as Buford's still holding on to her as you get yeah. stabbed. Now you can do the Calmont treatment. Uh, yes, yes. Very good, very good. Um, take that. Take those weapons off of her. Um, Maybe some ropes. Uh, I'll go tie up the one that's still on the platform surrendered. We should and, probably uh, have that she, one come down of her own volition. Yeah, she'll she'll come down. She will climb down. She's completely certain. She'll submit to this. She doesn't want to get murdered. I'm just going to tie up <laughs> her hands. This last little explosion of violence here. The clearing falls silent again. All right. Well, before we go any further, we have to take these criminals back to town. Absolutely. We can't just leave them here. Oh, of course not. Uh, see if you can get them up a bit, Rush, so that at least they can walk on their own. I have no desire to carry them like bags of potatoes. Well, we should really carry wheelbarrows everywhere. We really should. Bring people need, back with us. We I need mean, some kind of wheel. If only we had a donkey with a wheelbarrow. It'd be so much easier if you just killed everybody. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> what we really need, though, is a consonant name. Because you've got... You had the, the bloody... The bloody blades. The bloody blades. The singing spears. The singing spears. No, 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 no. As soon as we choose... As soon as we start choosing a dedicated name, this happens. It does seem to be a constant pattern. Oh, God, you're right. Hmm. Yeah, shaking his head. Perhaps these things are better left to poets and the like. So I'd like to actually make it so that she can't really, like fight us too much, so taking armor off would probably be a good thing, especially if she has hidden pockets, but I don't want to, like, strip her Well, normal just... humans have, like, something under their armor. Yes, but... <laughs> you don't wear armor on your bare skin. That's so true, you but... can take all of her armor off without stripping And have her, her be decent. She's okay, still gonna good. be fully clothed. Thank yeah. you, let's okay. do that. So you undo her leather armor, you take her rapier, her short bow, her dagger away from you. Uh, she also, once you, uh, are, are taking off the armor, you can see, like, under her cape, she has a key hanging from the back of her belt. Ah, uh, we'll take that. We'll take that as well. It's not difficult to find what it goes to. Uh, since the Bloody Blades had taken control of this area, this little shack here is sort of has an area sectioned off by a simple hanging curtain. Uh, behind that is the bed where Beetle ostensibly slept uh, with a foot locker. She seems to have brought herself set alongside it that the key fits into perfectly. Perfect. Okay. No real mystery there. What's in it? Uh, inside are a, is a 50-foot coil of rope with a pair of grappling hooks. Hmm. Four potions that all seem to be identical and that are all labeled in Goblin. Does anybody speak Goblin? Uh, yes, I do. Then, uh, either of you then could easily identify them as lesser healing potions. Oh. Those are the 2d8 plus fives. There's four of those. Oh, great. Uh, they seem to be kind of a small, uh, really hard pottery ceramic like almost a stone container uh with a really really dark near black brown it's clearly not of normal human make for goblin up yeah and they are fairly small but will still function perfectly fine for you guys they're almost little potion shots cool um there is also a capped uh what looks like a club a simple length of carved rounded wood about yay along with a wrapped handle at the bottom a metal cap squeezed over the top of it. Beat stick. A beat stick, indeed, it could be used as. Mm. Uh, in addition, there is a silk pouch in the corner with 400 silver pieces in it. Wow. All right. 
Um, look under her pillow and under her bed. Uh, go ahead and draw me a perception. I mean, you get you got plenty. I'm of, just you gonna search. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, we'll check. What, well, what is everyone doing as she takes the key and starts looking through her bedroom here? I would be casting read aura over the equipment that she had. All right, and uh, with a few castings of read aura, you would determine that both her armor and her rapier, as well as the capped stick, are all magical. Hmm. Yeah, like specifically her stuff. I'm, I'm not checking everyone else's. I, um, I'll take that rope that's in there and start tying our prisoners up. Fair enough. You have quite a few of them, unconscious or otherwise. Good thing they had some extra rope here. <laughs> I just have to take the rope ladders. And Do make them. it so that the the two that we knocked out could be could could walk themselves back. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll bring them back to consciousness and we'll have them bring themselves back. Okay. Um, so, I'm gonna though I'm gonna tie their ankles. With enough slack so, so they, they can, can walk. Shuffle yeah, no, I don't want to be able to sprint, but. So, how about you, Espis? I'm going to clap my hand on Espis's shoulder and. Oh, man, you look a lot worse for wear. And uh, channel a little bit uh, Iomade. Uh, you feel kind of your wound is kind of helping out a bit. And with 12 plus 12, uh, looks like an arrow went straight through you, man. It did. Well. It was a fairly good shot. It was a good shot. It's a good thing there's nothing left in you. It just went. It seemed there must be a bloody arrow somewhere behind that tree over there. Ah, uh, Roar, if you have some time, I yes. appear to have a large number of splinters in my feet and trousers. <laughs> I'm not sure where that happened, but I could absolutely take care of that. Thank you, buddy. You're a good shot, man. I always find. I'm. A, I always. Smile a little bit inside when I see arrows coming over my shoulder. At least I know who they're from. <laughs> Master Dalrin, you sure do know how to make an entrance. <laughs> yeah, what in the... What is going on? I just hear... Where did you even come from? Oh, from, from the tree platform up there. It was the most expedient way to get in. I, like, look over at the platform, like, ten feet away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, right. then. Yeah, so... Unless you took more than 30 damage, I think you're good. No, I did not take that. 25. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you you guys sit down. Uh, he, you start treating yeah, Dalren. Just a couple quick casts of a cantrip. And then t- you two with are you. talking, and Guardian's Way here seems to be largely cleared out for the time being. Tyrannus, as you tie everyone up, looks across the group. I feel you know I don't know what I feel exactly conflicted strangely you feel conflicted, conflicted. The, the way you handle things these will never cease to amaze me I suppose damn near effective isn't it yes but will it not have simply been so much more effective to simply killed them all. They are murderers and bandits. Well, but you, Buford, man, you can see like just the blood leaking through your full plate from where Beetle stabbed you twice <laughs> when you got her down. You take such insane risks to prevent violence, even with such harm to yourself. This perhaps I still have much to learn. Well, I. Uh- There's more to, there's more to justice. I hate this, but 
Perhaps this was it's better left to use it now. I I do not believe I could be impartial and render fair justice as the Hell Knights would expect of me. I will march these prisoners back to Bridge Hill for you if you wish to carry on. Oh, that's kind of you. Well, that's, I mean, the odds are pretty bad there. I know they're fighting now, but that's a long walk for one man and a lot of orcs here. Oh, if we, um, we tie them all together on un- un- Unarmed archers bound and tied in chains. I mean, if five people came at you with their underwear on, they could still probably get one of you could get you down. If they could with their hands bound, I've no business joining the Order of the Nail. Well, I believe he should be fine to at least make it back to town. Well, I don't know. These guys are pretty big. Give him a little trust, buddy. He okay, can then. I guess if you guys are all going to hell on this. Can you make two or three more of them up? So they can carry the rest of them. Not. We have four, and that's this that's one, all we have that we're bringing back. This one is back. awake. Yeah, well, you have one who is surrendered, and you have four unconscious. No. We oh, have one that, who surrendered. We have three unconscious, yeah. including Beetle. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you want? Can you bring one of them? One of them up then. They will be bound. They will be dragging their fallen. It will probably take us most of the afternoon to make it back to Breach Hill, regardless. They will be in no state to uprise against me. Oh, that's true. Also, the Fallen, we should, we, they need to be brought back in some condition. That can be handled at a later occasion. There's no They're not going anywhere. I, I also feel like we need to bring the, the spears back to be buried properly. I feel bad that they were just left out here like so much refuse. Well, they as well have been here for at least a week. And they're not going anywhere either. Vols... Needs taken care of. By the whatever way. she is after, whatever she is doing, I place no trust in her, but I recuse myself from this judgment and hope you will carry it in my stead. No, your trust shan't go misplaced. As long as someone takes the arrow out of my shoulder, I think we can do that. Very oh, well. Oh my. Then, I wish you the best of luck. Now, seriously, can you make one of them up? <laughs> I and, successfully uh, so make over, one over of them So over the next up. little while here, you would spend some time tending to your wounds, uh, treating Dalren, Esphys, and Buford. Dalren, Esphys still a little injured, but mostly okay now. Mostly Buford and Dalren, who clearly need to. Uh, I would, at some point, lay on hands myself, too, and then I could just Yeah, refocus. and then refocusing. There's going to be definitely some time yeah. of rearming and re-preparing. Uh, you can check the equipment. You check through what they have. But there, before we head out to whatever is left in these goblin blood caves on Guardian's Way, next week, when we come back together, we are certainly hot on the trail of Vaz. And while we may still be but level three adventurers, very close. So you may want to prepare yourselves for that to change fairly abruptly in the next session. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. Thank you for being here. Appreciate all of you guys and your support just by hanging out in the chat. And obviously, everyone super appreciates having hero points handed yes, out to them. Yes, it's very nice. Which is just a spectacular thing you can do at absolutely no expense to yourself. 
What a fantastic adventure we've had this session. We... So, I'm not, I'm not gonna say... I guarantee we will see you next week. A lot of weird stuff is happening in the current state of, you know, general global affairs. But... If nothing else, we do have an online campaign on Mondays. That one's all Roll20. That one's over on my personal channel. Uh, if you do exclamation point recap, not only do we have all of the various videos... And